0: What's happening, weirdos? This is Matt Berninger. He's back. He's back, and now his album is out. I don't know if you guys have checked out Serpentine Prison, but as I said in our last chat, I've been listening to it literally every day. I mean, that that hasn't even stopped. It's uh, It's just a go-to and lovely and, I think, a masterpiece. This conversation was a little bit more general, which is why we did another one, which we released, but general is good. This is more of a classic, you made it weird. We get into the, the hits, the usual topics. The last episode was sort of talking about the process of making Serpentine Prison, and this is more of me and my friend catching up, talking about creativity, talking about life, talking about the meaning of life, and I really am excited to share it with you. So we're going a little out of order. This was recorded a while ago, which means any mentions of politics or anything like that, obviously we didn't know what was going on now, what was going on then. So this was a couple months ago. But it's a evergreen and a lovely conversation. And I'm excited for you guys to get into it. Obviously, if you don't know, Matt is also the lead singer of The National, which is my favorite band of all time. And Serpentine Prison is his uh, solo record. Um, I'd say it's his first, I suppose. He also did a record called E L V Y, the hardest album ever to ask uh, Alexa to play. You have to say Alexa play Return to the Moon, which is the name of the album. But I highly recommend that as well. And then just literally anything that The National has ever put out. Um, So let's get into it. I I know a lot of us are wondering what to do during quarantine to keep our brains from turning into jello. And I'm excited to share with you our newest Pete's pick, which is Babble. Babbel is language learning software, and it's one of the things that I am doing because of the links between creativity and brain dexterity to language development, the language centers of our brain staying healthy, staying vibrant. It enriches our lives, and frankly, it's just useful to know another language. I studied Spanish in high school and a little bit in college, but I can feel it atrophying. So when I heard about Babbel, I was excited to relearn another language. But the last time, I decided I, to get, you know, brush up on Spanish. I was learning random vocab words that I knew I would never use, practicing sentences and, and verb forms that I knew just were not applicable when I was running into a friend and wanted to break out into some Espanol. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. But Babel is different. It teaches you phrases you'll actually learn in real life, for real. Even slang. If you're interested in learning a new language, especially during this weird time of lockdown, you know your reason why. And whether it's to feel connected to a culture, get a promotion at work, or maybe to just keep your brain sharp, Babbel is language learning for everyone, whatever your reason. Babbel is a language learning method designed to get you speaking a new language within weeks with daily 10 to 15 minute sessions. You'll start with words and phrases and then sentences, gradually getting more complex, and soon you'll be practicing short conversations. And Babbel's interactive dialogue and speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and your accent so you feel confident when you speak. Babbel's lessons are created by real language experts, not machine learning algorithms or AI technology, so you learn practical, real world conversations made by humans. Babel has sold over 10 million subscriptions, and you can choose from 14 different languages, including, as I mentioned, Espanol, Espanol. Come on, let's get real. French, Italian, and German. Speak the language like you've always wanted to with Babel. Right now, Babel, you people want to support the show. That means so much to me do it while supporting yourself. They're offering a bonus to our listeners. It's a three-month free for the purchase of a three-month subscription with promo code PETE. Go to babble.com and use promo code PETE for your three-month subscription. That's B-A-B-B-E-L for those of you that haven't brushed up on the OT recently. babble.com and use promo code PETE. Babbel, language for life. Moving in another direction, but one that I'm equally passionate about, did you know women are four times more likely than men to say that sex is, quote, not at all pleasurable in the past year? Well, enter Dame. Dame is cultivating pleasure to enrich well-being. Dame Products is a woman-founded company making toys for sex that close the pleasure gap. Developed and tested by real people with vulvas in Dame Labs, they're engineered to bring your solo and your coupled play to new heights. They're making the world a happier place, one vagina at a time. As we've talked about on the show before, self-love, self-care, uh, being happier, being healthier is so important, and we don't want to compromise on important things, and our relationships should add value to our lives, especially in the bedroom. So it's weird, I think, that we don't think the same way about our sex toys. Dame Products is a women-owned sex toy company making next-generation, high-quality stuff of vulva-tested, vulva-approved vibrators founded by a sex educator and an engineering whiz Dame develops toys with the help of real humans and couples like you. They're closing the pleasure gap and helping the world one vulva at a time. Their vibrators and accessories are made from medical grade silicone, smart design principles, and lots of love, earning glowing press from the New York Times, W Magazine, and many more. Whether you're a couple, like me and Val, looking for the extra boost, or it matters, or on a journey of self-exploration, which we all are, I think, a little bit more during these weird times, we're sure they'll earn a spot on your nightstand. They sent Val and I, I'm very happy. We were very happy when the box arrived. It was like a sexy Christmas. They sent us the Arc G-Spot vibrator, which is the perfect length and curve to give you help finding uh, what 10,000 stand-up comedians in the 90s would lead us to believe is unfindable. <laughs> uh, it turns out you you may just need a little help. And the POM P-O-M, which is a flexible vibrator that will bend and move to fit your needs sort of like a sexier uh, Gumby or, or Wallace and Gromit, depending on uh, what generation you grew up watching animated cartoons, claymation cartoons. But it's perfect. It's a customizable, adaptable palm vibrator. These are wonderful products. And the best part, Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. Show your support of the show and get yourself a little bit funkier, funkier, happier. Go to dameproducts.com slash weird for 15% off and show your support of the show. Literally, Val and I couldn't wait to try these out. Personally endorsed. It's the real deal. I'm so happy uh, to get the real stuff out to you guys. And as I say, you can support the show in uh, also supporting yourselves. Last but not least, our friends at Meandies right now, what am I wearing? Oh, it's got whales on it. Is that a fat joke? No, it's beautiful. They're beautiful kind of Shamu, Free Willy style whales. Still kind of feels like a fat joke for a kid that grew up in the 80s. But I love them. They're blue and there's whales. A couple of years ago, Val and I realized they were grown ass people and we had underwear that just was not A bright spot every morning was not making us feel together and collected was not made of the softest fabric micro modal fabric made from trees five times softer than cotton it just wasn't ticking any of those boxes and for me personally it wasn't colorful enough it wasn't interesting enough it didn't have enough whales on it it didn't have pirates or skulls it didn't have christmas themes i'm literally wearing my christmas me undies pajama pants because that's how early we start celebrating christmas we got the Christmas music playing and I'm wearing my Christmas Meandies pants. And speaking of the holidays, it's a wonderful gift. There's always a lot of people that we don't know what to get them. Our friends at Meandies have the next best festive thing. They've curated a list of stuff your friends really want to wear so you can soften the holiday stress. You know, work softer, not harder. Their micro model is not only super soft, but breathable, light and incredibly cozy. It's everything you need to have a stress free and comfortable holiday gift some me me time with MeUndies sustainably soft undies, PJ sets, slippers, come on, and more. I can personally say that their underwear and their loungewear is the softest and funnest stuff that I've I've had. The upgrade was totally worth it. I heard about it on another podcast and I loved it so much. I reached out and I said, can I get my listeners a promo code? You wanna support the show? Get yourself a MeUndies gift card Get yourself the subscription that sends you new pairs right to your door. That's what I did. You never run out of undies again, and you always have new ones. It's a little bit strange how much I look forward to opening the little Ziploc bag and finding the new underwear in there. And uh, you get exclusive sales that automatically pay less for everything. All you need to do is go to meundies.com slash weird, and you will get 15% off your first order and free shipping. That's meundies.com slash weird. That's it. That's no problem. <laughs> if you're not satisfied for any reason, no refund or exchange anything, no caveats, no questions. So get into it, guys. I'm so excited, try Babbel, try Dame, take off your meandies, use your Dame, and then in that afterglow, learn some new languages, maybe French, that's kind of the sexiest one. And in the meantime, enjoy uh, my second chat with Matt Berninger. Uh, who is incredible, and check out Serpentine Prison. All right, guys, hope you enjoy it. Get into it.
1: With your pulled-on hair And your punched-up lips And your sitting mouse voice I should have known that we'd get into this If I didn't watch the signals And now you lean in the door in your fired up skin With your look of freedom Telling me that I'm in for it If I can't keep up It's only God Oh, the devil when you're in it And I'm always getting caught in the middle It's so hard to be loved, so little
2: to see you but i don't see
0: you katie katie's not on video that's cool katie's katie's in the shadows where where she likes to be scheming i get it looks
2: great how are you where are you that's kind of what are you in your
0: den this is our uh this is the old uh i don't know if you've ever been to the old back house when you recorded we were recording at meltdown
2: look in here i think i did
0: that's your sauna oh that's the sauna yeah that's if I were to sell someone a sauna, I would be like, it's a conversation piece. Because people usually like to talk about their feelings. I'm not saying let's not. I'm saying let's. People, It's a good starting off point. It's like, I have a sauna. What does that make you feel? <laughs> uh, what does it make you think about you? No, not me. Uh, Are you a sauna fella? I am a
2: sauna fella. Um, I'm a certified sauna fella and um, yeah i got it. i i i have fat i don't think though i'm not i know i know you know it gets your heart rate up and all that kind of stuff does like you know you lose weight just because not, not you don't lose sweat weight right I,
0: yeah but i think you're supposed to it burns calories that's what they say i like to think it's my cardio but i yeah. mean I'm i'm a soft boy so don't ask me
2: I think it's because your heart rate goes faster when you're... you're There's
0: heat. no way... Well, I'll say when you get out, you tend to want to eat because you're like... Because you uh-huh. just did something. Even yeah. though you were sitting there, you were basically sitting by a volcano. That's going to take some heat. Some, yeah. like, some calories.
2: I have found, though, the best part... The, the thing I always use them for is just to just to be awake. Just not to have my phone. Not just to be in silence alone, you know? Mad-
0: Maddie B. I think I've said it on the pod before, yeah. and I am so happy to see you, even if it is like this. I feel like yeah. we all v- visit each other in prison now. <laughs> you know, it's like there's glass—the glass, the glass yeah—and we pick up the phones, uh, uh, so it's somewhat like a visit. But um, I, well, oh, the main thing I like about having a sauna is that I can't say to Val, and I would say this if she was here, I'm incapable of saying I just want to go sit alone for an hour. Uh-huh. But it's totally normal to say, I'm going to go t- take a sauna. And, yeah. and you can just sit silently yeah. in a small box for an hour. If there was no sauna, you'd just be like a crazy person. You'd look like a crazy person, I guess. Yeah. I ride my bike,
2: and it's the, it's the same thing. It's kind of like – and I don't, like, go out for speed trials. I just go really early, get on my bike, and just, you know – like I'm in Amsterdam, just like zigzag down, down the the streets and to the bike path. And just, it's mostly just to, uh, well, you know, it, it's, you, you, you can't do, you can't check your phone. You can't yep. do anything other than just like do that thing, you know? And so it's, it's almost like being in a moving sauna. You're just like isolated. Nobody can talk to you, you know?
0: This is this, this comes up on the, did you watch the thing about the guy that climbed the, this is his nightmares that I can't remember any specifics, in uh the park the big face uh katie do you remember what i'm talking about it's, yeah
1: you're talking about uh the guy that cl- climbed el capitan in yosemite el, alex wow. arnold he did a free solo so he had no ropes no nothing
2: oh wait is it, they just made the movie free solo. yeah yeah
1: yeah
3: That's i
2: met him i met him and the filmmaker and the he and the woman who made that film At the, i was just there and i was talking with them a bunch and i I, I haven't seen the film because I, 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 I can't, I I've, 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 I couldn't even watch somebody like I couldn't watch man on wire um, heights. Yeah. It, it, it it makes me so queasy
0: to think, but, I, but was he saying that he does that just to, just to get away. <laughs> I don't think he said it, but if you watch that movie and yeah. you're me, <laughs> I'm always wondering why people do things. And I have to imagine for you, being on stage is the same thing is it's just a time where you're pin pinprick focused Mm -hmm. on one thing and you're not thinking about the news. You're not thinking about your phone. You're not, you're only doing one thing. And I think that's one of the reasons why I don't know. Well, let me phrase it as a question. Is that how you would feel? I imagine it is when you get off stage, you sort of feel lighter because you were in, a zone
2: yeah i mean that that's a funny you you, what you i was thought you were oddly on stage i can find um so much more peace during the two hours of performance than i do the two hours before the two hours afterwards yeah um because I'm, i'm 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 in my own i'm in my comfort zone these songs are like are like the comfort zone and like even i mean i have I've made it, I've made it a thing I enjoy doing. I just had to figure out how to make, how to make it, get it to a point where I can enjoy it and having like a l- lyric monitor and stuff, just like a safety net. So I, I'm not, I used to never enjoy shows cause I was just always aware, worried about forgetting l- lines and I always did. And it was a con. And once I've I,
0: been to the national show where you played something from alligator and it was really old and and I, I sure hope you don't think I'm trying to embarrass you. No, it, was, no, no. it was a wonderful part of the show. And I know that sounds like I'm just saying that. But, like, it's one of those things when I do stand-up and something goes wrong, and I'm putting wrong in quotes, it's the only thing people remember. So I remember that was a great show. Yeah. I think it was when you were playing before Mistaken for Strangers, the movie, or after, I can't wow. remember. Oh, yeah, you, no, I kind of remember that, yeah. You played some old song and and you couldn't find it, and then you just were like "fuck it," and everybody cheered. So it was like this great moment. I I have never felt that bad about
2: fucking up songs because I've been to so many shows and I always love those moments. where, Yes, you know, that's but, right. But but being 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 in the moment, just just not being in control, not sure. It, it's always it's it's not about memory. It's about it's about be, distraction and it's about panic. It's about You know, something just takes you out of it, and and you can't. You just lose. You just you fall off the wire, right? Yeah. But but there have been shows where I fall. Once you fall off the wire once, and you can climb back on. You just there have been shows where I've like I've forgotten seven eight song lyrics to like many many songs. They had to keep going just because I was in that spiral
0: of. Oh um, yeah, I totally know what you mean. It's like it becomes. It's like the ice is broken that you feel like a person who can forget lyrics and then you just can never get back. I've had that exact. The feeling.
2: second you think like, like you're just like, Oh my God, if I forgot that, what if, what if I'm, what if I forget everything all night, you know? And then you start yeah. forgetting everything all night. Just yeah. right away. It's just, you just walk, you just lead yourself to your own worst nightmares all the time. And I think it's kind of like you, I think you, I think your psyche is doing that to, to test yourself. Right. To like, yeah. like just to see how bad it can get every once in a while. And well, yeah,
0: I have a lot of theories about that. I think there's a part of us that's in pain, right? It's a deep subconscious. It might be your child self. It might be wherever you're keeping your wound Mm -hmm. and something that's been very helpful for me. It's actually based on Eckhart Tolle, something he talks about. And I've talked about it a lot on the podcast. So I'm almost done. If if people have heard this before, I I like when you talk about uh, (laughs) this this stuff. Well, there's something in you that's hurt. It's just, let's, let's Mm -hmm. just call it the place. He calls it the pain body where all of your collective hurts are sort of stored subconsciously. And what he says is it likes to, it likes to see itself. It wants to see itself represented. And he he kind of says, this is why we love horror movies. He's not, he's not judging it, but he's like, there's something that's hurting and it wants to see that yeah. and kind of exercise those demons. But I also think sometimes it gets a, like a perverse pleasure in, in the part of you that's hurt being like, let's hurt the whole thing. Let's tear the whole thing down and bring it to our level. He yeah. would say, because it's ignoring us. So it's like, I actually had to say to myself, cause I've been having a good month and I've been feeling very confident and sort of full of myself, not in a bad way, but privately yeah. sort of like, healthy, a, yeah, a, a I'm healthy swagger inside. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not yeah. talking about it. And then my child self, I could feel him was making me anxious And I had to say to him, this was today. I was like, look, I know I've been sort of big lately. But you're welcome here, and like you're safe here, mm-hmm. and you're valid. Like you're a valid part of me, and I had to sort of.
2: You're telling I, your child self that the, the the one that's like not used to you being this big.
0: Yeah. I don't think he likes it. I think he goes like, "Yeah, but remember when we were kids and we were scared?" And I'm like, "You're still okay. Like I, I'm not trying to make him go away. I'm saying like it's okay to be here." That, and oddly that, enough, that makes it go away.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean. I can't tell, you know. You 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 get lost inside of an image of yourself as a boy, as a kid, and all that kind of stuff. And things happen, and then it, you realize it's not. There's all this trauma and pain and all this stuff everywhere, and you just kind of have to. You have to. You have to get ahead of it. So I think getting out on stage and always wanting to be. I didn't become a musician or even get on stage till till pretty late, till my twenties, but seeing other artists do that and seeing musicians and and, and comedians and, and, and bands up there, uh, looking, looking so human, looking so, so sometimes terrible, pathetic. It's really hard to be an entertaining rock band. And half the time it is, you almost keep, go see bands for the same reasons people see comedians. Cause they want to see someone, fail and humiliate, but they want to see somebody try, you know, it's like everything. It's like, you just want to see, there needs to
0: be a risk involved.
2: Yeah. They have to. And, and, and and when somebody, I think the greatest part of any show, regardless of even how good the show is, when somebody falls apart, then recovers, you know, that's it.
3: That's what I'm saying. Or just
0: falls apart and stays, you know, yeah. just stays. I'm I'm telling you, man, I don't remember the songs that you guys nailed. You know what I mean? Like I only, that that being said, I do want to say that we saw you guys one more time after that and you were playing the newest record, uh, which is called I Am Easy to Find. And I think we talked about it. I know I talked to some of the guys about it. You're in L.A.? In L.A. Yeah. And not only is it an incredible record, it was just an incredible stage show. Like the lights framing the stage mm-hmm. and the projections and the, the, the density of the music, the frequency mm-hmm. that that album is putting out and i don't want to butter your bread too much but val and i were crying pretty much the whole show it was just like this very heart opening this is what the human soul can sound like it was just really really special you pretty much played just the whole record that was the show yeah and who goes to a show and goes they played the new album Mm-hmm. And it was the best show I've ever seen of theirs. Like, nobody was like, yeah, but I sort of wish they had, I Everybody was blown away. This is the buttering bread portion of of our... Con- I don't even think we're doing wow. a podcast because we, we do hang out and we're friends now, which I'm so happy about. And I yeah. love you and Corinne so much. And Val loves you and Corinne so much. But for the sake of promotion, that album is so fucking... It's magic. We and
2: really... We really, uh, I can say um, that's actually the first album that everybody in the band, everybody was at the end of it, just felt a like just a just a real a genuine like sense of accomplishment, mm.
3: um,
2: it, it, because it was it was it was it was different than than anything we'd done. We'd brought in all these other singers and we'd worked with um, the director Mike Mills in this really kind of really yeah. close way. Corinne wrote a lot of the songs. Um, and, and so it was the, it was a, a kind of a real, a real uh, different kind of process that we all went through together. And we just needed that kind of a new thing. And so I think when we were playing it live and so we, we wanted to play everything. We wanted to play the whole thing, even the long strange songs that are hits, you know, we knew we would be, we, but it, it just, we, we had have only certain opportunities to do that. And, yeah. and, um, and I'm so glad we did because, because it was it was a bigger production, it was a whole different thing, and it was, um, and um, yeah, I'm really. I mean, we were supposed to keep doing it for for another you know six months or another year, and, and yeah. but we won't ever be able to do it like that again with 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 all the different singers and and everything. So um, yeah, I, I, there was something we just felt like we if we have an opportunity to do it big and do the whole thing, let's do it. Even though. You know it's not it's not the greatest hit, national hits, but we don't like quite have any we don't like have a catalog that has that kind of like obvious greatest hits thing you know so it's not it, there there isn't like a a a, a song they which, didn't,
0: they didn't play free Fall and, yeah <laughs> there's I, there's I,
2: no way we, we do there's a handful we always do do but um that was the other thing It's like being able to just like have try to try to enjoy the the shows for ourselves and kind of it was a big evolution that kept us like kind of like the graduate school of being in this band, like, okay, now there's more to do. There's more to learn what to, how to do this well. And, it, and, and that all came with like sort of performance and, and, mm-hmm. and the, the bigger show productions. That's, anyway. al-
0: that's always been a fascination of mine is like, after you've done it a bunch, right. Whatever the field is and you're established and you're probably fairly comfortable, mm-hmm. like why keep doing it? Like I, I asked myself that it's not like I'm ready to retire in any s- sense of the term, but it's like when we, when we set out to do something new, the yeah. question of why you're doing it is, is pretty big. So mixing it up, did you see some kind of monster, the Metallica documentary? Yeah. You did? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I remember that that oh,
0: scene, Yeah. people uh, are sort of divided on St. Anger I think is the album that they put on. Uh-huh, right but you could see that when a band reaches a stagnation point to sort of bring you guys back to the bars in Brooklyn struggling. Like it's like, let's manufacture something that puts us off of our, our axis. And I think you guys did that. And I think that the, the intention comes through, like there's something going on where you could so easily just put out another Boxer, but since Boxer, you've never, it doesn't seem to me that you've ever tried to put out another Boxer. It's not been like, let's just do that again. Like, it's always been moving in a very Radiohead sort of way to having every album be unique, but something broke through with the last one. And I do think it had something to do with the lyrics and bringing Corinne in. And I do think it had something to do with bringing uh, female voices in. Yeah, We don't even have to talk about this. Maybe you're tired of doing press. But no, like, no, I, think I love the sound of it.
2: Well, I like, I, could you always talk about, um, We and we always talk about this whole thing of like, what, like, who are you? What makes you you? All that identity, all that stuff. And, and that was really, um, a, that was really, really what that record was about. And, 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 I'm writing songs like that a lot anyway, but Mike Mills, um, he, he heard, we, we gave him a bunch of sketches and, 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 and half big stuff. And then he, he was, he had, he had this idea for the film uh, or an idea of, of exploring a life in, in a really short amount of time, an entire life, you know, um, yeah. with just like little, little fragments of information about the life and moving really quickly. And, uh, and so then we started really working together. So the whole the whole project was about um, representing the, the the sort of the, all the voices and identities that you absorb as this this one you know person embodied or personified by Elissa Vikander in the thing was like the, the, the father's voice, the mother's voice, and the, the, their parents' fights, and then and then you know the then even your children's, um, you know, voices, all those things that, you know, affect you in both ways from the past yeah. coming forward in the, in the future. And, you know, your children are influencing you sort of from the future. Um, and all that stuff is, was, was how would we put that layer of um, sort of how, how an identity sort of is these fractured, you know, colored papers overlapping each other. Right. Oh, so I know. I, in, in song and, and all this mm-hmm. stuff. So, Corinne and Mike and I really had a really fun time playing with lyrics like that. And, and it was, it was, it it was, a, yeah, we went out on different limbs writing for, I was writing from trying to write from perspectives of my daughter and, and from my wife and my wife was writing from perspectives of, of like her mother and then herself as a child and trying to get in all these, you know, things that were real for us and, um, and to, because the it was the, of the was almost, it was sort of a blank slate, you know it was mm. Mike was putting in f- certain fragments in his in 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 the um subtitling of of details of her life, and we were putting out these other fragments in the lyrics, and then the visuals the imagery you're seeing were giving you other fragments right okay. so um the record-
0: it's very it's, it's very haunting though. haunting though when you see a life broken into it's almost like a deathbed sort of thing it's like if you were to have your life flash before your eyes right. and and going back to what we love to talk about which is who are we when you see a life as like oh it was being a kid playing under a tree and and then it's uh your father reading to you and then it's you visiting your father in the hospital Or oh, something... my father did by the way what's that Happy oh, Father's yeah, Day. Happy Father's Day to you, too, as it gets really somber. <laughs> Thank you. Where are you? I don't know where my daughter is. We'll find it. I don't know where she is. <laughs> <laughs> Playing are, in you, the alley. are you guys in California?
2: Yeah, yeah. We're, I'm right currently in my garage, which is behind Tom's house, which is a block from where Corinne uh, and, and we live oh, yeah. down there. It's a same neighborhood where you you've...
0: No, we've been before. there. Oh, that's that's where, what he's he's right. by the fire
2: there yeah okay so yeah we're we're here um and it's i mean it's, it's 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 i i i like this neighborhood a lot and i feel lucky to be here during this situation and and all this stuff and um because it's just I, there is there is sunshine and we have a backyard and the trampoline and little basic things is that are making it um kind of um a nice retreat you know and, and yeah you know with, with with the backdrop of so much sadness but
0: yeah, no, I understand. How are you coping just as a, as a person?
2: I think, uh, relatively really well, just as a, as a person, like I said, very lucky to to have, um, the kind of setup that I have. And, and, uh, well, my daughter just, she just graduated fifth grade and we, we did five, we just drove five days out to, um, to um the the Sundance valley and just were in a cabin in a in the in a valley with waterfalls oh, and, wow. and and horses and snakes, so we had like a five day little just like change the channel, which was a really healthy really yes. good and um yeah, just trying to really get out and, and ride my bike a lot and, and and doing a lot of just absorbing really and and mm-hmm. and, and, and trying trying to um not gets sucked down into a, 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 a sadness zone or a pessimistic, of course, of course. And, um, and try to see the, 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 the possible heartening, um, and optimistic signs that we're seeing stuff. So yeah, I just, yeah, I used to get just incredibly, uh, worked up and, and, um, I'm, I'm, I'm attempting to, uh, not get so worked up, you know,
0: we can take this out if you want. I think it's interesting that, we were friends when you started realizing that weed was really for you. Like I remember vividly, yes. we had a very, I, I will never say I'm, weed's not great for me on a daily. Like it's hard for me to like yeah. have around, but we had that night at this house you guys were renting. Do you remember? We were subletting a-
2: some friends that, and, and while we were trying to, it a long story uh, we tore down our house, which we're still rebuilding what we tried, what we had torn down. Um, and yeah, but we were in that house and you came over and we had that super funny it was the, the hot it, tub it night.
0: <laughs> it was the best. And it was, but like weed can go so many different ways for me. But when yeah. I'm with people that I'm really excited to be with and obviously a Val's there, I remember we smoked and, and I swam and I don't, I don't know if I'd ever been stoned and swimming. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is like swimming in Jello or something. It was like the funnest. So
2: great. We don't have, that's the only time I've ever had a house with a pool. And it was, they were in London making a movie and they, and, and, uh, and they're like, you had sublet our house. Cause we were, we were and, and that gave us an excuse to tear ours down. Yeah. Uh, which we ended up doing way too early, but it was, <laughs> it, it, yeah, that was a really fun, actually that house that you were in, I recorded almost all the vocals for uh, Trouble Will Find Me in the, in the basement of that place. Yeah. That's
3: where we watched
0: the movie. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we watched... What did we watch in there? Was it Step Brothers? Mate, Was it? It was something... We, we, were, we were all very stoned, and we were like, let's just laugh. And this happens so often, is that we were laughing more before we watched a movie I should
2: just say i think it's okay to say this was chris miller's house who's uh of lord and miller duo and they make the lego movie and all this uh and and he's I a, should have watched the lego movie i know <laughs> <laughs> this, this has been a pal since we moved out to la and uh, so we were in his house which just yeah, had yeah. So, so much
0: fun cool stuff in it lots of legos too i um, but i remember that's where you said to me you yeah. were like i think this is it for me like I'm really is helping with your anxiety. It was helping with your creativity. Mm -hmm. And this leads to my question. And this is why I was like, we can take this out if it's too personal or whatever. But when I I went through a phase in the quarantine where I was like, I'm just going to (laughs) smoke. Like I was like, that'll be how I get through this. Of Mm -hmm. course you're a little worried that it'll make things worse, make you paranoid, but it was working. And then when you don't have anything going on, I find that marijuana can be, it can start being a depressant. And I was wondering what your relationship was like with weed while you don't have as much of a life going on. I've never found
2: uh, it to be a, 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 a depressant. Alcohol, like if after you know that that's we weed weed, weed um, has made me uh, drink a lot less alcohol. And I mean, I should I mean obviously I should shouldn't do too much of anything. But I think I, I would always. Find alcohol but the easiest way to change my channel, and I just it was a crutch just to just to chill and and but that after days and on tour especially I think alcohol, I would start to feel the real real depression the real the real mm. my baseline was just so, way lower but but um I haven't quite felt those kind of side effects of marijuana but um, there does come a thing where you where every once in a while you where you get that you get just antsy and you get in a crabby ass mood because you, because, you know, and it's just a, it's a strange t- type of, and that's new, you know, it's, it's, I wouldn't call it depression. It's like a, um, it's just a, every, every once a month, if you smoke too much weed, you just like, you know, you just
0: get edgy, edgy. Yeah, like just over- I think it's because we don't have anything. You don't have anything to do. Yeah, And and when the days sort of bleed together, like you don't know what day of the week it is. I, for a, a good part of the day today, didn't remember what month it was. Yeah. And then I, and when that's sort of already a stoned feeling, and that's yeah. sort of what's good about weed is you sort of forget all of these things, like what day it is and what month it is. You sort of drop all that unnecessary yeah. stuff for the time being. But when it's already gone and you smoke, sometimes I, I lose, I lose any, any meaning or structure whatsoever and that can be uh, unsettling mm-hmm. or, or make me feel despondent. It's not that I'm depressed; it makes me sort of just go like, "Here's the problem." When weed for me is a treat, I'm like, "Oh, fun! I did that good thing, and I smoke weed, and I feel great." But when I'm just like, "I could be stoned all day, and no one would care," yeah, that, that be, because nobody's asking for me for anything. I don't have to be anywhere. Yeah. I can sort of feel lost at sea a little bit. I well,
2: yeah. I mean, to be very, during the first few months of the uh, or several weeks of the quarantine. And, 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 and while my daughter was still in school, there was about a week or two. I was just, I was smoking a lot all day. And, and, and frankly, I was really happy to sort of, um, I had never been, I mean, the national has been, you know, touring and going, going, going. And it's, it's, uh, I was, I've never been, Home this long. I've never been home with no plans to go or not getting ready to, to hurry up and go into the studio to do this or to pack and get ready for this thing or that, uh, that performance or this tour or that. So it was, it was, I suddenly had this sort of like blank canvas of time in front of me for a while, you know. And um, was that good? Yeah, it was. It was
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought maybe you would say that.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. And so I was, I, and I had been leading up to that point, I had been writing and writing and writing. I think I've been, I've been in in a, in a, a bit of a, like sort of a manic writing phase for several years. And I'm not sure why I've been, I've welcomed it. It's been, it's been kind of great. And, and um, I just less editing and more just, just, you know, things out and then working with lots of different people. So it's been a really, really creative and prolific several years. And, um, And a few weeks ago, like during this, it was, it was full stop. I was realizing it was like the train was just, had been going and going and going. And there was, it was the first time that the train was at a full stop. And (laughs) instead of just trying to like figure out how how we're going to get this train running around looking, you know, instead of just, just, I was like okay I don't know no one knows when like I don't know when I'll go on tour again I don't know what like and that's good I've never even had that so instead of just trying to get the train to run again just unpacking the whole train a little bit and just like letting it all yeah. and yeah. so even like like my sleep patterns have always been um strange and 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 a lot of it because, is because of touring and that, the way you 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 just you know you have to find sleep whenever you can but I I now like I get up very early and then um I and i go to bed really early but if i can take a nap somewhere in the day i think you take naps and stuff i'm a napper
0: i (laughs) napped yesterday
2: i've been trying to like just follow your body rhythm you know a little bit more that's what
0: it is i think what we do even though it is wonderful Mm -hmm. is i mean it's sort of inarguably unnatural in the sense that we never used to do it through most of human history no one was going to cleveland and then to seattle and then to you know, all right. over the place, and then coming home and being in all those different time zones and stuff, and never mind the adrenaline hits you're getting from the show, yeah. which is obviously what makes it so wonderful. But I keep saying it's little house on the prairie now, I mean you're home with your family more,
3: yeah.
0: and ha- did you have to get over a hump of like I probably said this the first time we did the podcast, but i it always stood out to me that Bono, when he would come off tour wouldn't go home right away that yeah. he has a apartment has in manhattan start. yeah so he'd stay alone for a week and then he'd go home was there a transition period to go little house or were you ready to go little house? no
3: I,
2: the truth is like when when all this happened we were getting ready to, to leave again and i had been home and I, i'd kind of already I did, we like, oh, okay most of like the the big the the, the 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 main touring um that we were going to do um we were in the middle of a break anyway. And so, um, the last show I did was in New York at Carnegie hall, which was a, which is just my, it wasn't a band. it was a solo thing and it was part of a bed house thing. So I'd been doing a bunch of like little things, finishing my, my record and hey, you uh,
0: have a solo record that you were performing.
2: I have. Yeah. I was doing a, Haven't I sold I didn't send you my, my record. I don't think so. Did you? I don't, I don't think so I if was you, were, I was gonna send it to you but but then I was like, oh, I sent it to him already I' feel like I am think I send it again
0: I'll No, please please you. do send it to me i the last thing I think I got from you it's like there's I hope this doesn't drive oh, the national. A, Whatever
2: you no no, <laughs>
0: no I't I hope this doesn't drive national fans crazy, but other than I am easy to find there were two other sort of groups of sketches almost collected by tone. do you remember that it's Within like
2: national things or other things they were
0: they were national.
2: Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, there's a bunch of other national stuff. Um, Those were
0: great, but I didn't know you were doing – this is a crazy prolific time. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And then we did
2: – I mean, so then there there was I Am Easy to Find, which was kind of a whole different thing than the nat- – national had a bunch of things, and that's still all sort of half-baked. And then – Corinne and and I work and Aaron and I uh, worked on a Cyrano de Bergerac musical. We we, we were about 15, 16 songs from a musical.
0: No kidding. That's incredible.
2: Yeah. So it was, it was, we were just working on a lot, a lot, a lot of different things. But if I
0: can pull one of those threads, what does it mean that you're doing? Because I remember, sorry to keep bringing up Radiohead, but when Tom York did uh, The Eraser, he did the solo (laughs) album, he was using... I remember the first thing is a, a a piano sample, and it's the pianist from Radiohead. Are you using the guys? Or are you using AI or what's going on? Where, what does it like, mean?
2: It's it's uh, it started out as a uh, about a Christmas of like 2018. I, I I I know Booker T. Jones. You know Booker T. Jones, Booker T. and the MGs? He's like Memphis Soul, Green Onions, and Time is Tight. He's sort of a, he's a soul legend um, on Stax Records, and he's produced all these records of all these artists of all these genres. He, he produced one of my favorite records, uh, Willie Nelson's Stardust, which is a covers album. It mm-hmm. was my dad's favorite album. And I've always wanted to do a, an album of covers of just some of my favorite songs, not country songs. They weren't even country songs. Willie Nelson was doing like pop songs that he loved, right? Mm like blue skies and, and different things. And uh, that's always been one of my favorite records and Booker T produced and arranged that. And I actually, I'd met him 10 years earlier. Cause I sang in one of his records. Anyway, long story short, I was like, you know what? I was in kind of a weird place with my dad two Christmases ago. And, and, uh, and, and I was in one of those things. Where I just wanted to just do something on my own. And and so I wrote to Booker and see if he wanted to make this covers record with me,
0: but that, sorry to hit pause there. I'm slowing the story down. Yeah. Sorry. So kind of like Michael Jordan (laughs) playing baseball for his father, which was very sweet, obviously, you reached out to this guy who was the producer of your father's favorite Willie Nelson record. I don't know if in I, a subconsciously
2: doing that, but it was it was weird. Yeah. I mean I think I've been thinking a lot about it now trying to because I'm about to do interviews for the record. Mm. And, and and they always ask, well like what why why did you make this record? And like um I always I think of, like, why did I start? I mean, I had right. a bunch of sketches from a bunch of friends that I had just written some songs. There were a couple existing original songs. And I knew I always had these covers I wanted to do, but the question was like, well, why did you want to do it? Right. Right. Like, mm-hmm. And so, and, and then why then? And I think it had a lot to do with my dad, but anyway, but working with Booker T and, and talking about covers and sending stuff back and forth, I started sending some of these originals that I had been writing with, there's some, some, like Scott Devendorf from the National. Uh, I wrote one with him. And then some some a guy from my first band that was Scott was in, this guy named Mike Brewer. I wrote a bunch with him. A, a lot of different people. Some guys from, from the band The Walkmen. Some people from L.A. that I've only recently met. And then uh, Brent from Elvi, um, I wrote with him. Mm-hmm. So it was about... So we all just... All these things that those guys were sending me, I, I started cooking and sending them to Booker. And we just started we decided to work on on just all, mostly the original. So I've got a bunch of originals and a bunch of covers and, and um,
0: what are the covers?
2: Anything that, yeah, well, some of them were great. Um, actually, I'm not, it's coming out on the deluxe edition. I'll tell you the ones that did not make it. Um, okay. Okay. Well, we tried to do, we tried to do a cover of uh, in between days by the cure. And, and, and it was just like, it's that song is just so incredible. It's one of my favorite songs. And, and um, it, it it just it was, we you know we it couldn't. It, all the ingredients were there, all the incredible players, and it was just when 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 all those ingredients went into the pot to make that song, it just didn't taste right. You know, that's
0: how I feel about every super group, By the way, whenever uh-huh. it's like they got the greatest ten guys, I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, I don't
2: know. <laughs> well, and that it, it worked on a bunch of the on the on the other
0: ones, but that good, was, good. didn't make it. Um, that I just, like, that's... And, and then there are a couple, but... Um, well, some songs, I mean, they definitely just capture a certain alchemy that I, I know you are... You should be telling me about this. I just mean, isn't that the way it is? It's like you're capturing a feel. It has nothing to do with the guys or the group. Maybe a song is just magic for those people at that time and you yeah. wanted to respect it.
2: Sometimes you can just tell, sometimes, no matter how, you're like, it's just all those elements and you listen to the elements, you're like, it's it's good, right? But it's just some ships just sink, you know? Yeah, like, How... I
0: think didn't uh-huh. I, I'm always slightly embarrassed by this part of me because I'm like, maybe I shouldn't say this, but every Christmas I'm like, I feel like Matt, if not the national, I'm like, Matt could do a cover of what are you doing Christmas Eve? And I'm like, because people <laughs> listen to so much Christmas music. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's a huge payday of nothing else, because there's no good Christmas music. And that's, I actually think you could do it in a cool way. Yeah. I mean, there, there are actually, uh, there
2: have been really good. I sort of contemporary, I'm trying to, it's there is a there is a tradition of trying to write um contemporary songs about the holidays and all the you know the complexities of all that and i wish i could yeah. come, but but the, I it, you it, could yeah I, could. I do and and i did i mean i have i have i mean this the past uh, just just this past christmas i was in a <laughs> <laughs> i was the mushrooms. That that whole phase between Christmas and New Year's— one of my
0: favorite times of year. I love nothing's happening. The the,
2: the last week, right? It's the last week of the year,
0: (laughs) or the last week is what it feels like. Nothing, nothing is expected of you. In fact, that's when I do mushrooms. I like to do mushrooms on Christmas or around New Year's. No joke, because no one's knocking on your door. Yeah, no mail, no nothing, and, and no one thinks it's weird that you're not available. So it's a great time. Deliver. Yeah. So and tell me the story.
2: Oh yeah. So that and so I was and that was whenever I and I don't I don't like when I I have not done uh, very many. We've talked about this. I, I've like I've never I've only seen cocaine once in my life and I've never done it. But yeah. like marijuana and mushrooms and then LSD like once or twice. um That's it. uh And whatever wine and and <laughs> that's plenty. But I don't. I've never done anything else. And um. But. I have found, um, just like, just one little cap and stem, you know, uh, like
0: a microdose. Yeah. Yeah. Just
2: not, not, not a big trip. I, I don't, I don't go on, I just do like a cap and stem and, and you know, a cup of coffee and, and I will, it's fun. And and I I would usually, I would usually, um, on the other end of that have, have a cup, like a, like a a set of lyrics or, you know, or two, a How cup. strong
0: would that be? I've never microdosed mushrooms, so I've never just done like one. I mean, mushroom. Does, I mean, I, 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 don't like to
2: get. I not It's 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 kind of kind of like a. I feel, it feels kind of like, like a, a good cup of coffee with a um, with a with a good energy boost to it, right? And then, but mushrooms for me, I, I, I think allow me to tiptoe closer to my emotions, you know, and mm-hmm.
1: kind of, I just tiptoe
2: a little bit into the into the the water that maybe. Um, is a little bit feels too cold or too hot or something for you and, and, and other days. And so I, 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 find it to be, to be some, sometimes a pretty liberating way just to get thoughts spilled out. Right? Do you
0: feel more, this is a leading question. Cause I definitely do. Do you feel more in your body? Cause whenever I take something like that, I'm like, I'm in my body, like the way that your daughter or my daughter is in their body, you said emotions and that's where our, they're in our body. You're just oh, yeah. like in touch more. And I think that's why it can sometimes yeah. be associated with creativity is because you're like, we spend so much time keeping those things at arm's distance Yeah, and it, yeah. And it lets them sneak in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I have, it's all that kind of, um, I, I think like all the things you do are or, or an attempt to sort of just, just calibrate your channel a little bit and, 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 and or just, just turn it a little bit, or refocus, you know, change the focus a little bit. And even alcohol, that I'm alcohol can be a really, really dangerous thing depending on your, your, you know, your tendencies towards it. But, uh, but I have found alcohol to be a wonderful part of my life. You know, it's, like it's, 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 um, it's added a lot of, um, uh, uh, fun and joy and happiness.
0: Well, that's one of my, I think, was it, um, Dad I think for the
2: second too, but you know, I don't know if I would have traded. Yeah, you know.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think something they say in AA is it's great till it's not, which I sort of enjoy because it concedes the point yeah. that there is something great about it. I stopped drinking a couple years ago, but like I still know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even if I made the decision that I was like, this isn't working for me, that's not to say... We don't have to be so binary and so black and white and go, which is what my dad does, by the way. He said to me, he goes... I really do have to believe it's evil Peter. And he does <laughs> like he ill, he would look down on you if he saw you drinking wine, but it doesn't have to be that binary. So I'm not surprised Yeah. if it helps you get around or through or beside or underneath or above yourself. I sort of, I see the value.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, um, I don't know. It's, it's, but, but, but the, 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 you know, 20 years of being in a band and touring and and that being just that crutch you always go to, you end up like, yeah, it was, it wasn't like a a mental decision to, 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 to drink less. It was just, my body just was like, my, my body usually does tell me, um, you know, like, and I was like bloated and, and, and out of shape and just feeling depressed and, and, you know, and I just, it was, it wasn't hard to, um, to 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 cut way back on drinking and, and also it was like i realized that that two things happen i was like i don't like any i don't really like the too much of the socializing at all before or after shows and all i was doing at those things thinking that that's where the that's where the the joy of being a whatever a musician happens or that's where it pays off when you're the after the show the backstage and all right. the, you right. know you know of course, that's where. But it's the it's it's really you're you're no f- place to, to feel um, talky and, and and so I would just end up you'd medicate just two, hours, just two hours just holding a drink and just like listening and trying to you know have conversations that are just no, don't ever connect with anybody and you just had two more hours of sipping vodka and, sh- and, yeah. and
0: that's you needed right. Bono's apartment after every yeah. shower Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I I,
2: I pretty much every show now I get off the stage and go get in the van and I'm in the hotel with, in my room, you know, almost within 15 minutes at the end
0: of every show. I completely understand that. You were saying though, I think it had something to do with the solo record that you took a cap and a stem and then you.
2: Oh yeah. So, so that was that phase that last week between Christmas and New Year's. and, And I did, I wrote about, I think I wrote, you know, I think I read about four or five songs a day in that period and stuff like that. And, wow. And um, with, with did you have tracks
0: that you were writing to? I would, no, no.
2: I was, I, I write different, I, I, I've been writing, I've been writing long sets of lyrics um, just on their own. And, and sometimes with patterns and I'll listen to any, I'll have, I'll listen to just records and then I'll just, I, I'll fall into a, a, a pattern of, a, of, a, of, a, of something. And it's been really good to listen to other, genres and all kinds of different music and so Mm -hmm. you start to like you you, you, it starts off in a different starting point sometimes you know and just just the way just the just the rhythmic you know or the key or something like that and and so I've been writing a lot in water that I'm not I'm right I'm writing to water that I'm not comfortable in so Mm -hmm. and then it's it's been interesting to take those songs and then get music from somewhere else and then see how these things might go together. You know, really interesting. Instead of,
0: yeah, that was something I was going to ask you about. And I really want to keep this Sunday father's day casual. Just if it ever starts to feel like you're doing press, just, just go ahead and leave the meeting. Oh no! But I did want to ask you about, um, is it called not in Kansas or I'm not in Kansas? That song. Yeah. Not in Kansas. Not in Kansas. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when you first did this podcast, we talked a lot about the Nationals and with Elvi, it was the same thing, that you would get tracks. And I remember very distinctly that you'd say, sort of mumble over them. You're looking for a way to kind of overlay your your lyrics onto it. And obviously that's had great results. And then I listened to songs like Not in Kansas and I'm like, well, that doesn't work. It's like literally Uh one little Uh riff on a guitar and... And over and over. And then it's like, well, that just, there had to be a different process to a song like that. That one there's every once in a while. Well,
2: yeah, that was, that was a different song. The, the music that Aaron sent me was, and, and that happens every once in a while. I, I really, the, the Aaron and Bryce send me music that is almost, almost can't not write to it. It's just, it's so filled With with just they just know the keys they know they know the water that I just just like they've learned this and so and they've become such incredible sort of intuitive um, musicians and 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 so um, it's almost hard to resist um diving in and just writing to, to their to that stuff and and not in kansas was when i just couldn't stop writing to it and it was mm-hmm. it was just a loop of that little music it was just such i just so comfortable and i i remember it was i think i wrote most of it the morning after a um actually you know it was the morning after john schrader's wedding you know called john yeah. Schrader yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. um um, oh no I'm so sorry it wasn't his wedding it was it was Martin Garrow's wedding I'm so sorry different guy <laughs> sorry but Josh Rader was there sorry it was somebody else's wedding but it was it was the morning after that and we were up in and I was just walking around really early cuz we were in that little hotel and I just couldn't sleep so it was you know from and it was and I think I was smoking weed you know walking around some little town um north of north of LA um and uh in the mountains and it was it was it was one of those things you just kind of get in a zone. And you just keep writing, writing, writing. And I, and actually, it was the, the the actual one that I sent to Mike Mills was significantly longer than really? that. Really? Wow. Yeah. He, he actually, we actually cut twelve verses out of it. They were get
0: they were, out. Send me that. That's what I want. Yeah, I want the director's I, cut. Yeah, it was funny, but
2: it was it was it was it was, it was like I just like kept I I wanted it to be this, um, just spilling of fragments right um and 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 just and then just to see how those fragments um, might piece together into what that is. yeah that sounds a lot about sort of retracing some ideas back to just images and visceral moments and and from from being a childhood and a lot of that is uh like you were talking about like trying to have your young the young version of you understand like all that
0: Oh where that's do, where does he fit in
2: with this? Yeah, you don't I I know everything I like, like hey kid I know everything that happened to you. That's right. Yeah. You know? And and let me show you what's happened to me since just come along you're fine. You made it.
0: You yeah, know. That's right. And you can and, you can hug that guy. It's I, I hate the child self has yeah. become like a almost like a joke, like a cliche because to me trying to communicate with your past, the, yeah. the young understanding of yourself and telling it that it's okay and that it's safe and that it's feelings are valid, just like you would with your daughter. You have to sort of, and this isn't a criticism of my parents, I'm just saying you have to reparent yourself and say like, I am now a grown man and and it is going to be okay. Like we are safe, we are safe. So I hear that in that song. I I don't know if this matters, but as a comedian, that song has one of my favorite lines uh, comedically that I think is a really, really funny line. It says, uh, I hope you don't mind me quoting this to you, move Mm -hmm. back in with mom and dad, the pool is drained and they're not there. Mm -hmm. That's a joke. It's a really, and it's a very sad, it's poetic. It's it's a lot Mm -hmm. of things, but I'm trying to compliment it by being like, there's a way to communicate a feeling of sadness and displacement that is just funny. Maybe it's just funny to me. That line seems really funny. It's like, you move back in, the pool's drained is like this weird misdirect, and they're not there is the punchline. It's such a great line.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like if if, if it's it's so sad, and but yeah, it's um, it's like anything. It's like 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 like, a, 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 like you have your 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 bits and your show and your set have to have genuine pain. That 's right. right right underneath they're right on the edge that you that you tipped up and that you 're okay with, and that that 's why absolutely the, the laughter is we laugh because there's something that that we 're not sure we have no other expression right right
0: Maddie, yeah. crying. Yes. The, was that
2: the, the crying and laughing are, are just
0: are just really oh they're brothers and sisters for sure, yeah, I was thinking about an old joke of mine where i, I, I was I used to really love it. Um, I still love it. Is, a, is another way. I don't do it anymore, but I used to really love it, which was, um, I was taking offense at the idea that men are supposed to want to have sex all the time. Like, we're just like, yeah. it's up to the women to offer the sex. And then we, and I'm like, right. it's, it's, it's a big rant about that. And I go I like that. I never heard that. Yeah. yeah. You want to, uh, have sex with me? You want to fuck me? I just heard a song that made me think of my father. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like what I was thinking about that because it's father's day. And families are heavy. Why why is that funny? I think that's a moment where I'm inviting people in to see their pain and my pain and to laugh at and with my pain. Why would hearing a song that made me think of my father take – I I get it that you're thinking about your family. Maybe you don't want to have sex. But really what you're saying is it's complicated in here and I hurt in here and there's demons and shadows and darkness in here so everybody's so complicated but it, it comes out in a joke and that's that's the only way that i could think to communicate it to myself yeah. to my family when i was growing up with them and now i do it with the audience but you're, yeah. you're right and
2: well, that's why it's so i mean like people i mean people spend money they leave their homes and they come to see you do that and like and, and musicians and me and, and my band do what we do which is this big sort of um, emotional display of 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 um, shortcomings, right? Or, or
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a great album title: "Emotional Display of Shortcomings." <laughs> yeah, or just your anxiety
2: is just, you know, presented in this like um, in a way where you're like, "I'm totally okay with all this stuff about myself, right?" Mm-hmm. How can I not be? Look at me. This is and it's desperate. It's desperate. To, to be up there saying, look how okay I am with myself. That's right. that's right. It's also pathetic a little bit, you know? It is, yes. And that's why people can sometimes hate artists or like, for for milking that too much, you know, or, or, or being, too, and, and that's a real fine line because if you don't go to a real emotional place, they hate you for being false. But if you get too inside your own emotional soup, you you, yeah. you sound like a blubbering, you know, you have to, you kind of have to somebody say like, get yourself together, you know? And that,
0: but it mirror, your vulnerability can mirror their vulnerability. So if you're not in too, if you're not in enough control of your vulnerability, it, I think it reminds them of their weakness. And we don't like that as a species, as humans, we're just <laughs> mo- for the most part, we're like, this is a little too blubbery for me to clap at the end.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, they, they like when somebody kind of like, you know, falls apart and then they, 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 then they come back and like, oh, they, they they knew what they were doing the whole time. That's you know? right. And the truth yeah. is usually not, you know. And it's like you're up there, like you know, it's like obviously like a set has has points where you like you can bring it back and something, but like when a set does that too much, when it's like, oh, and, and it comes, remember when he said that early and it lands in that perfect spot, you know, yeah. You know, I almost kind of feel like ah, I, I wished I wished they were they they didn't have this forward.
0: I was just talking about that. I was just pitching a movie actually and they were like I like it I'm going to pitch it to somebody to maybe star in and they were like I would give you the note don't make it wrap up too clean because these act like people who really do a lot of movies and stuff are tired of stories where it's like I'm a sad sack I got it all together and what I referenced I was like one of the movies I love is Sideways and Sideways he's a sad sack and at the end, he doesn't get it together. It looks like maybe he might. Yeah. And that's all you're given. Yeah, it's like, Yeah,
2: when he knocks on, on her door. He knocks on her door. And, and you know, to it's me, like, I'm not it's like, it's really going to work out. But it's like he, he got to the next lily pad. He survived, that's right. He survived a pretty shitty phase. And he's, 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 he's not he's not like he hasn't solved it. He didn't get the girl at the end. But he's got a new start. That's
0: right. I think that's a nice way of putting, I mean a good way, an apt way of putting what I feel when I listen to your music is it's 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 that kind of optimism. It's realistic optimism, it's realistic hope. But it's not just like clap along if you feel like which is which is fine. I'm not putting it down. But I can't find anywhere to sit in that song.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh nothing against this.
0: What? No, no, oh, not not in Kansas, uh, happy, the uh, pop, like just oh, kind of right. happy pop music. Actually, oh, yeah. No, uh, yeah not no. that we don't dance with Lila to it or I put it on when I'm feeling celebratory, but as I, I said before, the National for, I don't know, almost a decade now, has been something that I'm like, I can listen to that every day because I always know where to sit because there's always a part of me, if I'm quiet enough, that goes like, yeah, that's what it feels like in here a little bit, which is really yeah. great. And that's not to say it's sad sex stuff. There's there is optimism and oh, there. No, is... no, yeah.
2: I mean, I can't I I it's I find it really hard to listen to any music. And it doesn't have to have like lyrics or like like honestly, it can be instrumental music, but but or anything but that doesn't that doesn't have um a, a genuine sort of dramatic emotional uh, a, a passionate emotional um attempt at least you know yeah. like like, you, like I, I might not you can tell like sometimes there's heavy metal or whatever Just like but it's like going for it in, in in a non you know slick like if you really feel like somebody's looking for an answer with this song Mingus mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's it's yes whoever it is or it, it, you know black flag and they're they're actually they're actually scratching at something that there's a real it's they're trying to find the answer to something that's right
0: you know, that that kind of goes back to what we were saying is you don't just make a record because you can make a record. No. And I don't just want to write a movie because I can write a movie. I want it to have that urgency of like, whether it did or not, literally, this got me out of bed. I ha- you, I I walked around a town smoking a joint. and I had to write this down. And there's 15 verses we cut. Uh-huh. That's what I think that's the feeling of life that we're, I don't want to say addicted to because that sounds judgmental. I just mean that's the drive that kind of keeps us plugged into reality. It's, it's what we get back from it.
2: Yeah. I, I it, it's sort of, I, I, I I've started to think of, uh, we're just always absorbing all this stuff. And, and I feel like we're all absorbing. Um, I mean, I don't know if it feels like we're absorbing more at a higher pace than, than monkeys did, you know?
0: Oh, for sure.
2: I, it's just hard to, it's, I, I, it feels like it. Right. And, 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 and so i feel like we're all these like we're filters right like like this stuff comes in and and you you can't just hold it like you have to filter it back out somehow right and make something of it meaning meaning even if you're just crying all night you you it came in and it came out in tears like like the world your life your 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 marriage your your the you know the country your every little thing your 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 career all those things and, and, and everything that's going on is like, it's always like coming in all day. And, and, and if you don't, if you don't express yourself about it in one way or another, right? Um, um, something bad, something happens, oh, yeah. You get stuck. It just gets stuck. And if you like-
0: see that in nature, I think this is an Alan Watts point. He's like, look at a pond and mm-hmm. then look at a river. And this is a clue to how we should be emotionally. It's how we should be spiritually. It's how we should be physically. Yeah, like exercise or movement or or just walking keeps you in flow mm-hmm. and keeps things moving. We know when things are stagnant. That's where the mosquitoes and the bugs and the shit grows. I'm Nothing definitely
2: moves. A, an emotional pond. That's for
0: sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't the- sound like you are. It sounds like you're processing.
2: Well, I mean, I mean, ponds are really, that's, they they can be a healthy thing if they're, but they do have to have some flow in and some flow out, right? It's a a well
0: up. of. You can be a uh, slow ass river. You're a lazy river.
2: I'm a a lazy (laughs) river. Yeah. And, 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 but, but but is all that stuff is kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 I don't. I don't, um, I mean, I'm, I'm now I used to, I used to like, okay, I have to write a song. Like, what is a song? Okay. A song starts with a with a first verse, you know? And then what's It's like, it, it was, it was, I didn't know what it was, but I was still trying to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I feel like, I feel like I've begun, begun to understand, uh, what writing is only just recently, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, um, can you tell I? me,
0: tell me everything. I, I would
2: love to well, know guess, what you can I just. I just
1: it, it it
2: was. I think I was trying to, to to write before I had um, had expressed right. You're you're like I was I was editing. Like I think I used to edit up here, um, and and, and try to ch- you know choose what I was writing before I'd write it, and and then would be real almost like almost like if you think of words like Legos, it's almost like okay, time to make a blue Lego. Um, structure that's going to, you know, and so you go find all the blue Legos and you find the ones and you start thinking, you know, and then you start, and you just, you end up, you just get frustrated because it's like hard to, you don't like, what was I, I was trying to make a blue thing, right? Yeah. Right. Now that's how it used to kind of put words down on a page, right? Go find the one you wanted, the blue one, go get another blue one that fits with these or the other one that's, and then and now I'm just like, I'm able to just throw tons of Legos out and just start to play with them around, you know, and just, just, Ooh. just write right, and right, and write and write and jump from the way our brains kind of, kind of meander around, right, right? I
0: know exactly what you mean. A,
2: yeah, it's, our, I think we, when, we, when we're thinking and you know, even talking, we're this is going over a space and time but really your mind is it's not going over a line it's going like a spider web out like this right mm-hmm. um, any any subject matter you know it, it's it's you're thinking about a bunch of things all at the same time they're going it's going in all these directions it's like a three dimensional spider web right so i instead of trying to like okay i'm going to write a song and i'm going to start at this end of a line and i have to get to the other end of the line i start in the middle of a three dimensional spider web and just try to like
0: kind of write out a little oh my bit god just yeah. that I am I should call Val in here because I was writing a script yesterday and you said manic. I get manic when I write. It's, I'm a bit much. It's, it can be quite funny, but it's also intense. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no. I came into Val and I wanted, because she's the love of my life and I want her to know how I feel. I said, writing a scene, Matt, I swear to God, this is exactly what I said. I was like, I used to go, okay, this is how the scene should start. And then it should end with something funny or whatever. And now I'll start in the middle.
3: Yeah. I and I
0: said this to her, I said, I pulled the middle of the scene, like I pinch it with my fingers, mm-hmm. like you're pinching the top sheet of a bed and I pull it up like a teepee and the whole thing just sort of mm-hmm. falls out from the middle down onto the page. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm like writing the middle and then the beginning presents itself mm-hmm. and the end just sort of congeals naturally. Um, we, had the same exact epiphany is what I'm saying. The spider web, the, okay, I'm building a blue house with blue Legos, instead of just going, well, here's what I'm trying to communicate, and I'm going to pull the the teepee up, and it's all going to flow down. But that's yeah. the only way I could explain it. It doesn't even make full sense to me now, but that's exactly how I felt when I was in the zone, which is what you're saying. Am I right? Yeah. Well, I mean, to- yeah,
2: it's, it's, it's this, this idea where like um – if you're going to write about something choosing the thing you're going to write about feels like you're so limiting because like what like what, i am trying to give an example you know because like so i'm not in Kansas like i'm not sh- it's not about Kansas okay i've never lived in Kansas um but it it in all the bi- the, bi- the the things that are in that thing they're just it's a collection of of moments and collection of feelings um and collections of just images and, right. And, and so, and, and they were all just coming to me. Um, and, and part of me, th- this doesn't work for narrative writing. doesn't work for like if you're writing a, a novel or a script or, or, or it, 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 maybe it does. Um, but within the context of a song, you know, I know that like, it's, it's going to be in the context of like between like around four minutes long. And it's going to be probably in the same key. You know, and there's going to be other things that are just kind of, kind of keeping it held together as an idea. I don't have to; it doesn't have to be a puzzle or line that's like that's telling a straight story. Not, I'm just adding one color to the, or just one one aspect of this organism, right? Mm-hmm. And and um, so the words and my melodies are are almost you know as they don't have to be. Be, be, be you know tell you a, a an answer just like notes don't have to tell you an answer right they just mm. they're just they're just they're they're in a key they're in a certain zone they're in a certain um feeling place you know an atmosphere not not literally you know not not literally a place but just like a thing like a song like lemon world is a is is a, you know it, you just call it lemon world and you just it's through all these moments and like, oh, this, all these moments happened in this place called Lemon World, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just like a title just puts it all, uh, you know, it's not a world. It's just, I was in a feeling that day, you know? But
0: do you find, see, what I hear is you're getting out of the way. I hate all these restrictions and labels we put on the imagine creative force, which is, Mm -hmm. should be unlabeled. It's at its most powerful when we can really get into the, weird cave of our subconscious and get out of the way and let it use us instead of us looking for the blue Legos. And then the way that again, I'll try to relate with the script. I'm writing it sort of lemon world style, meaning I know there's a feeling I want to convey. I know this sounds kind of crazy cause it's a comedy and it's supposed to be funny. But we're just like, I know this is kind of the tone. So I'm writing the script as in a dream place as much as I can in the way that you might do a song. And then at the end, there are all these con- connections. I said to Val, I was like, oh, this scene, which I just wrote random, really relates to the opening. And I see that there's a theme going through, meaning something inside wanted to communicate these things. And whether or not I understood what Lemon World was, when I give it to other people, they go, well, that song's about this. And there's yeah. all- th- these feelings come through in that song. You're like, wow, I didn't even intend that necessarily. Yeah, I, I I think
2: there's I think there's actually um so much more connective energy and, 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 and emotional connective sort of liquid between um all of our scatterbrain feelings and thoughts than 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 we realize. And yeah. and so I have always thought of myself as a, as a real kind of a hyper, maybe I, I, I burn a little too fast. I always feel a little scatterbrained. I always feel like I, I can't settle down, you know, so I just, I, I, once I'm awake, I, I kind of, if I'm not, I have a really hard time just sitting down and chilling and, and mm-hmm. chilling out. And, um, and I've, I've made real attempts to do that lately and, and it's been kind of working. It's nice, but, but I, I've started to, to, instead of trying to, trying to like okay settle down collect your thoughts you know this whole collect your thoughts what's that mean you know?
0: <laughs> put the blue Legos over here put the yeah, red yeah, over. I mean like like the po-
2: like collect your thoughts it's like they're, they're like it's like go collect the, the wasps you know, <laughs> you know? Like, and so I yeah and, and so instead of like trying to like like collect the wasps and, and and put them in order and pin them to a board I I just I just um, try to record the wasps, you know, yeah. just flying around in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a buzzing <laughs> cloud. And then, you know, uh, yeah.
0: it's funny, man. I, I'm not forcing this. I, I know we like to talk this way and, and you enjoy it, I think, but like what you're talking about is very similar to meditation. Right. Yeah. So instead of I'm resisting, yeah,
2: I wish I, wish I could. Yeah. I, I think
0: wish. you are though. I'm not just saying that to to your, to your tutor here. I'm saying, Non-resistance is such a key thing to creativity mm-hmm. and it's such a crea- uh, it's such a key thing to meditation. Mm-hmm. So collecting our thoughts or sitting down and trying to meditate and going, these are good thoughts, these are bad thoughts, this is equanimity and this is being stressed out, I'm failing. Uh, it's all in the way. If you can really just let the wasps fly by, I mean, that sounds like a guided meditation from Jack Cornfield. He's just like, instead of like, pinning them to the board, just let them go by.
3: Yeah.
0: And I, I always love, it's a Taoist thing, but the great way is not difficult for those who have no preferences, right? Uh-huh. And J. Krishnamurti, this great teacher said, "My the secret, my it's like the only teaching he ever gave. My only secret is I don't mind what's happening, <laughs> which I think is brilliant. Uh-huh. So instead of going, I shouldn't be having these thoughts or I can't settle down or whatever it is, you just go, this is what is. and you find your peace with it and you stop pushing against it, you actually find creativity and you find equanimity.
2: And also, but I think also when you just kind of like, or let all the thoughts, you can recognize that some of them are unhealthy. And some of those are things that you got to just, some like you, you, thoughts and behavior are totally different, right? It's like you can have crazy, bitter, nasty, chaotic, Uh, you know, angry thoughts and all those kind of things and say you know, and then um, I find myself, you know, like, how how is is my behavior reflecting all this this stuff? Because you, because you have a responsibility, I think, to, to, um, to, to, to not just behave however you want. You can think, think and feel how, however you want and, 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 sort that out and try to like share it with anybody, but like your behavior, your anger and, and, and all that stuff. And, and I, you know, I've, I've, I am, um, I, I have a short temper, you know, with, with things like, and, 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 and it's all because of, uh, it's just, it's just, I burnt you, know, i just don't want to get cornered in any kind of, um, fight or any kind of argument And you know, it's all this weird thing like that. And, and, uh, so, I have noticed like my thoughts if i if i my thoughts will lead me to a a you know a a place and just like shit take a break you know like this the idea of just like sometimes your thoughts are just reactions they're not actually you know they're just they're reactive things, and those aren't always the best those aren't always the, the truth or the right thing to to, to act upon
0: absolutely, you know? but what i again i'm going to keep imposing my spiritual perspective on that observing your thoughts and realizing that they are just thoughts meaning they don't have to dictate your behavior is deep spirituality is going there's the anger like we were saying to our children selves you can say you're welcome anger like i see it you give it space you don't identify with it if you identify with it that's when you might flip over a table and like really lose yourself into that emotion but spirituality so many places i've seen it like it's like a wave like uh, your emotions are like waves in the ocean there's uh jealousy it, yeah. it comes up it crests and then it goes away but separating yourself from your thoughts and becoming the witness of your thoughts mm-hmm. is sort of the whole game and if your creative process or just the way the li- your lifestyle meaning like you're watching hey i have a short temper i don't like being cornered noticing that you're noticing yourself means there's that thought and here's me, you know what I mean? So you're, that, that's the whole spiritual thing in a nutshell, basically. There
2: there is, I I, I mean, and, and there's a, there's a phase like of performing that there's that sweet spot where, where you're aware, like, this is crazy. You're lucky to be here. This is crazy. And you're nailing it. And you're like, you're not afraid anymore you're not afraid of failure anymore um look at all these people they 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 really do love they're still coming back after you know mm-hmm. and you just like and you sing a song that you love and everybody else loves and that's like and you look in people's eyes and you're like yeah this is like so and but then then you do it again the next night and then you do it the next and then what happens sometimes that whole thing of like being so comfortable with all your nasty thoughts and all your your you know your dramatic, passionate packaged thoughts that that we put in these songs, and there's films behind it and there's lights and your own thoughts in this performance which was which was started out as a kind of a um and kind of a naked innocent um thing has this naked innocent sort of maybe adolescent half formed thought that is a little bit, maybe not exactly um, the best, you know, it's not always the thing you want to say out loud. Right. Right. But that's exactly the kind of thoughts you want to put into songs. It's a raw
0: moment. It's not like your best song. The
2: the one up in the songs, but after doing those kind of songs so many times and, and, and performing them and watching people sort of react to them, those things start to become big and you start to just, if I tour more than three weeks it gets really weird because i'm in a mode of of i need to i need to connect to those songs i need to love those songs i need to to, to believe those words are, are are genuine and honest and worth saying and when you start do it becomes a mon- sort of mantra and you start to kind of really genuinely become this this you start to turn into the 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 the, 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 the the thing you're, you've written about is like this is a part of me that I like. Here's my ugly side. Check it out. I'm going to make a song out of it, and then I'm going to show it to you again. And you keep wearing that same costume every. You start to turn in, you start to turn into a little bit of a, of,
0: of that person, right? You become the person who wrote the song because you have uh, to be that person to perform the song. People kind of want you to be that person.
2: People want you to like. I write a lot of songs about being a Lothario and being sort of a you know, and I'm not. And and and. And, um, but then, but then, but then after a while you start to play the part a little bit and, and, and it's just, it's just like, or not, all sorry, that's not, I, I, I'm a big fan of Lotharius, but I just, I mean, just like, just like the dark, scary guy who will butt your head off, you know, and be careful of me and like my temper and all those things. It's just, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I think I've turned into for a while, sometimes I, at the end of a tour, I'll turn into the. I'll turn into the press release.
0: I <laughs> I feel like you are in a good creative spot because you've said so many things. I remember this last time we talked, I was like, you say so many things that I'm like, that's a great lyric. That's a great lyric. That's a great lyric. So I feel like you're in that zone, but I know exactly what you mean because I think, I think you're in good company, not, not just in spiritual people, but there's a lot of quotes that I've read. It's like, watch what you think because what you think becomes your action and that becomes your character and that. And I felt that same thing. In fact, one of the things I'm enjoying about not touring, although I do miss it is that there's no, for me, I have to get on stage and sort of find the part of me that is enthusiastic about the topics that I like. I've said it a million, but Bono, again, said, I can't hit the note if I'm not feeling the song. And for me, I can't make it funny if I'm not, again, remembering how angry it makes me when people think that men just want to have sex all the time. And you know what? I'm sort of over it. Like I've made peace with it, but I can't make that joke funny. They're not Mitch Hedberg jokes. So I have to go into that place and then you do see the fans looking at you enjoying that side of it. And it's exactly what you've wanted. But then you do go like, is that who I am? And this is why it can be hard to come home because you're that you're that guy coming home. You're yeah. not necessarily. I mean, you might be talking about a song that you wrote ten years ago. More. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, it seems like you. Um, I, I'm, I'm you.
2: You do so many different things within sort of you know a a, a umbrella called comedy, right? And yeah, whether it's you know, writing books or the, the podcast or the, the touring and the TV shows. And so, so you're, you're sort of, um, you know, you're using all the different sort of medium available to you. Anything you can have that, that, that helps you just sort of dig, dig into the stuff that you find funny or it, what I like about you is like, it's, it's, it doesn't, it's not about doesn't have to be funny because, um, like this podcast is, is, is there, there aren't bits, um, right. Um, but, 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 I find I have found that when I'm doing the the, the lead singer of a band thing, mm-hmm. and just that thing for too many times for too long, and just that one, you know, keeping that big big salad bowl spinning, and you know, <laughs> and like I just it, it becomes a real, you know, I, I don't know, I don't even know what other where my other plates are, what, and so the national has has it's become a big bowl that, that we, we have to keep spinning.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's In right. Our, we, cause there's, you know, there's 12 or 15 families that depend on it now. And, and, and I mean, with the crew and everybody and all over of our, of our huge family of, of people that have made this thing successful and fun and everything. And so, um, but if you, if you're only spinning that one bowl, it gets, it just gets, is it whatever?
0: I and totally understand. It's
2: been too many plays and you've got a lot of plays. I wonder how, how do you jump from?
0: Well, I mean, I would say, first of all, Conan said something very similar to me where he was talking about his show and he knew the exact number of his staff. Like he was like, when we talk about like the show being a success and all these things, he's like, we're talking about this many families. I was like, holy shit. So it is, and Conan I'm sure can relate to the feeling of not always feeling like the Conan O'Brien Although yeah. he is sort of very naturally that guy in my experience. But the thing that you did to make yourself free then sort of becomes a thing that you have to reenact yeah. that ends up sort of trapping you again. Yeah. It becomes a persona. Yeah. And and liberation, as I know you've experienced with mushrooms or weed or alcohol or whatever, is sort of when we can drop the story. Wouldn't you agree? It's like there's yeah. no expectation. Yeah. And to answer what I think was going to be a question, what I like about writing a script is now, it's one of the reasons why writers are crazy, but it's also this great catharsis is you can write, we all have nine different personalities, yeah. and I can make this character that way, and I can make, but well, you have that experience. I mean, you guys were working on the HBO idea.
2: Yeah, yeah no, we've we been trying to, I mean, Tom and, and Corinne and I, I mean, the, the, the it's kind of what you're talking about. The the mistaken for strangers, the, the film that my brother and Corinne and I made um, started out with something, that, a project that Tom was doing, but then it became this other thing. But it was um, just that whole uh, you just you just get a bunch of characters like 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 it was good. we knew it was like a film about our band sort of, but like once all the characters got in the in the soup, yes. You, you started to see, and it was Corinne was like, I wanna keep like it's Tom's Tom's falling into this other the soup that he wasn't supposed to be in, sort of is what's what's interesting, um, but not just like a fish out of water sort of thing. It's it was it was then what's after that? Like what's you know, Tom being the the, the new guy only lasts for like ten minutes. So that's only gonna be funny for about ten minutes. It's kinda like, then right. what happens? Then when he's like the sort of new guy, then when he's like everybody's favorite, then let everyone's less favorite for, you know, it's like, it's, you got to go through a bunch of things with all of us. And I, I guess, I guess that that's, with writing scripts and writing TV and writing for, for voices and writing for plays and, and writing for I'm easy to find for different perspectives. It is, it does allow you to, to put on all these other clothes, but that's
0: on. it. We just did it. If this was therapy, I would be like, that's the breakthrough. So yeah. the new record is you writing from the perspective of your daughter or, or it's Corinne. Well, apparently so the new, it's a break.
2: Yeah. But the, the solo record that I'm to do is like, I had been kind of doing that. I've been writing from, you know, Roxanne's perspective and then this unnamed woman and I am easy to find. I've been writing from all these characters perspective. And, and even, um, even the Elvi record was, was, was a bit of a character, you know, and and, and the national, the, like what, what the national has been, it's so great that it has this big identity around it, right. That the, the band and, 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 and I have an identity within that, that family as the role, whatever I play, the, 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 you know, the, the friend man, the looming dad or whatever, the
0: (laughs) the looming dad, (laughs) the dark,
2: the dark, dark whatever. And, and that's a great thing. And, and I am like those all those things. But, um, I think with the thing I was doing with Serpentine prison was the name of the record. The solo record is actually just try to like, not, not put not, not try to, not, not try to step into any, any uh, outfits at all just kind of just just be just just let the music it, and the, the lyric songs just kind of be themselves i didn't know it wasn't going.
0: isn't for- that what not in kansas sort of is though i mean doesn't yeah, that it, seem like the most personal but i knew but but, but
2: even but not but even the music i knew i was going for something a little bit big with that song i mm-hmm. wanted it as big this big long Laundry list, and I knew that was going to be sort of a bold gesture of a song, you know, just like blah blah blah, line after line after line, and and um, you know, so. But with this, <laughs> with this this record, the songs I've done I've been doing, I've been haven't been writing with anybody. I mean, I haven't been writing any melodies, melodies or lyrics with anybody else, and um, and none of the songs had any like big idea. Like I, there wasn't like an idea of like, like, Oh, let's be bold. Let's go this way. It was kind of, they're all, they're all these little wildflowers, you know, there isn't like this big polished centerpiece of the record. It's a bunch of different kind of odd wildflowers um, of that just kind of came up naturally with the people I brought together, you know? And
0: you were tying that to like, so you were feeling like getting away from the brooding front dad. That's what I'm going to call you now. The roles, The the front dad, but you ended up going sort of back into yourself.
2: Well, I was playing I was I was digging deep into all these roles. Whether I was writing for like these plays or, or for I am easy to find is a lot about this character that, that, that's in the film is all about this film. And even songs for movies like Between Two Ferns, writing a song that had to sort of, you know, do something with, with Zach's character and the theme of that movie, but also be a good song on its own. So I was I was doing a lot of songwriting that was really fun, and but it was it was they were assignments and, and 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 new me going out on the limbs of like, can I write a, a musical songs that work in a musical? It's still yet to be determined if I can. <laughs> um, and then this whole this whole project with Mike Mills and the film, like, what is is this going to work? Those were all really motivating factors, but they were we knew we were going into sort of strange limbs right with the songs i put together for this thing i wasn't i wasn't trying to go out on any limbs i was just kind of like i was um the songs just kind of bubbled up and and um it was a real it was a real sort of uh, not, 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 yeah not worry about what it was going to be and and so it's i don't know what it is but it's it's a good record i think
0: it sounds to me like you're getting so after all of this structure all of this figuring it out and and I'm just trying to relate. I'm not trying to say, oh, it's me too. I yeah. always want to just bring things down to, like, their natural place. Like, yeah. the me that was funny when I was a kid, before it was about, like, can I yeah. live up to this or do that, or can wow. I be different? I, or, like you said, have an agenda with a song. I'm going to polish up the set piece. You just want to bring it back to, like, something pure, if, yeah. if I'm hearing you correctly.
2: Well, it's like you keep... If things going well you want to keep pushing it. You know, I I'm always like, this is something that Jamie, you know, Jamie, who's my, my, who's managing all this, my solo stuff. She was, she's a big Robert Redford fan. And he was, he always said something like, just, he, he just, uh, success is like, not, well, I can't remember what it is. Success is not a, like, don't stop at success. Like that's run that light, you know, Ooh. just keep going, that's a light that you you want to run. And I think he might've even been quoting T.S. Elliot or something or, but it was, I the national was always, and I've always had this sense of like, the second you think you've arrived, that's the that's when you're dead. If you think you've arrived, and, 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 and you have to keep going for it, you have to be more ambitious. You gotta like, you have to take on the next challenge. Yeah. And I believe there's something to be gained by having that thing, but I I was it was too much. I was getting too much, and so, I mean, I guess you could say this solo record is is exactly that. It's the next mm-hmm. challenge, right? Mm-hmm. But it was writing the songs, I kind of didn't want any challenge, you know? Yeah. I, kinda wanna, I the, the, the so kind of just didn't want
0: to – I didn't want to – But the challenge was to not write songs from a place of challenge, to do it in a new way.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and, and all I did was just, just bring in a bunch of people and, and, and have the songs kind of like roughly – and then just we all got together, and it was just – it was sort of – and Booker T. Jones was a great presence because I knew he would just kind of bring the – The sort of gravitas, and he was producing, and so we everyone was in their best behavior, but also just just loose and fun, and it was we just did it in like sixteen days or something, and it was so it was I was just going to bring myself to it all, and I wanted all these people just to bring their self to it. Everybody knew that it was like in the service of making my song work, right? Yeah, yeah. um, But they all brought all their. all everything that like all their best stuff to it. So it was it was it all. It was my river. No one was trying to change the direction of the river unless I was like I don't know where this river is going to go. Let's all just jump in and and, and we'll all see where it goes. So it was, it was, it was. There wasn't any any um, conflict, you know. Um, you know, so 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 conflict's really good, and the national's so full of conflict, and it always makes us come up with our best ideas. Um, but um this one was just like and just everybody's ideas were sort of just like let's throw them all out there and then and there wasn't there, like booker was kind of just dis- kind of deciding which stuff worked well and i was mm. chiming in we were just it was just it, it kind of the water like you're saying the water just kind of went and the, the music and the, the recording of all the songs did kind of go in the same way that i've been writing just kind of like let it just branch out and then here it is it's it, this three-dimensional spider web looks about you know about like it's something, and then let's move on. Let's make another one, you know. And
0: and is it a more? Do you think a more authentic representation of who you are now as a person? Hmm. I hope so. I mean, I hope so. I I, I hope it is. I guess I, I it's a um, because all that getting out of the way it seems like you might be getting at the essence of who you are. Yeah,
2: you know, I, definitely, I definitely feel, I, I, I don't put out a song unless it, it gets a little closer. There's something revealed. There's something that I feel that I've learned from it, you know. I, got yeah. something, I, I can't put a song out that I'm like, oh, it's catchy, that people are going to like it, it's going to work on the radio.
0: But by dropping the front dad of The National and saying this is a Matt Berninger record and like trying to yeah. be even more creative in the flow, maybe something more authentic would show up.
2: Yeah. I, I did know, I did know that if I was going to do this, I couldn't, I couldn't phone it in. I couldn't, I couldn't suddenly like, um,
3: I, I had the,
2: I had, I had the, yeah, I, I, I felt a responsibility to try to, um, be more direct, I think. Um, and so, um, there's a lot of songs that I was writing There was like, I wanted to write, I, I was listening to so much Willie Nelson and, um, he's such a good song craftsman just in terms of just like melodically and, and, and the way his themes do come back. So I was actually, there were some songs I was, I wanted them to feel like classic songs. Right. I didn't, they didn't need to feel like avant art pieces, you know, and, and, and I think with the national, we're always trying to push the art en- envelope, you know, yeah. and, 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 or at least look into like, does it feel academic enough? Right. And, and um, I wasn't thinking any of those things. And mm. I, I the musicians that everybody had are brilliant musicians. I think they might have all been using more of the, that kind of a mindset when they were, you know, when we were working together. But I was, it was all mostly just about, it wasn't about the academic uh, quality or it was the... Or the was image. It wasn't no, the image in a bad way. way. The, 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 does it feel emotionally... Uh, uh, potent and real like you know and so so that was that was what was weird about booker t was like he always he he's he always just wanted to read over the lyrics i I, I would start working on a song and he just wanted he would sit and read the lyrics a couple times and he would Mm. unline things he'd ask me about bits of the lyrics and it was so great and um even one song and there's a lot of pretty sad songs on it or just you know go into the you know and we were working on it and 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 we were back and we were kind of talking about the lyrics and he put his hand on my back and he just kind of like patted my back and and he, and he was talking about one lyric you know and i think he was i don't think he realized how often how i've been i've been going to these places for 20 years like this is you know he was seeing lyrics that he was like this is you know i you know he was he was comforting this is heavy this is heavy yeah he was comforting me and it was just so awesome to have mm. have somebody like hey i can tell you're getting into something Honest here, and I'm. Be, I got your back. I literally. He's literally patting yeah. me on the back, and I'm. And it, and it was, you know, stuff like that. It was really fun.
0: Okay, I might fall on my face here, but I'm just going to show you all my cards. I'm like, it seems okay. I wrote a book, and when I wrote the book, I do. I remember distinctly okay. having the feeling my dad will read this, and he'll know me. He'll know uh, me. Yeah. And you mentioned that you were in a weird place with your dad yeah and then you may you reached out to the guy who produced the album that your dad loved the most yeah. and this is an older man who obviously seems like a father figure who's putting his hand on your back yeah. during difficult moments and being fatherly to you, yeah. so is there something there like what do you totally. think your dad is gonna now think I gotta, of this record let
2: me talk about my dad <laughs>
0: I, I, my dad is like the
2: greatest my dad is like lifetime liberal he was and my uncle his my whole side of that family um were just. He's a lawyer, but he was always like a. He wrote my mom love letters every birthday, every anniversary. Hmm. I just I just recently described him as like if if uh, Robert Redford, uh, Leonard Cohen, Barack Obama, and Jane Goodall had a had a love child, that'd be my That's dad. praise. And he's also he's evolved, and he's and he's um, he meditates, and he's 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 a very and he was just one of these dads that just never questioned his, his love for me and my, both of them, both my parents. So, but when we have fights, we're really, it's almost like brothers now, you know, like cl- brothers that are really close. We're, we're so similar. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah. And I think what we were fighting about, like, they just, you know, they sold the house in Cincinnati they moved out to Seattle and, and all the, they, they, he was tense because all his roots were lifted up and he was, you know, never lived outside of Cincinnati and they were, still getting their roots settled in, in Seattle and I didn't just the the family roots were all pulled up out of out of Ohio, out of Cincinnati, and I think everybody was a little bit feeling, you know, the leaves had fallen off for a while and it was cold, you know, we just we hadn't mm-hmm. settled into and uh and I dad and I were arguing about religion, you know, we were you know, I was, you know, grew up Catholic, um and uh but not never talked about religion in the house, never really, you know, but he's he def- he's a big defender of of you know the catholic church and and i was you know getting into all that thing of like you know how much pain has been caused by this tribalism of organized religion versus you know, he's like, well, the Huns murdered each other by the tens of millions, you know, before the, <laughs> okay, the Huns as well as I should to get in.
3: <laughs>
0: I don't know about the Huns as well as I so should. And
2: so, you know, and, but you we know, were talking about America and this was, this was, a, you know, a Chris, this was a Christmas and a half ago or whatever. Um, but just recently, you know, he sent a text message about just all the protests and stuff and how, you know, a few days ago, he thought you know we should people should be you know at curfews. There's a reason why the curfews. But then, after Trump shot tear gas at everybody, he's like, "Fuck curfews! You know, fuck property! Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous." He he's he still evolves. He's 76, and he's he's genuinely he's genuinely um, evolving. Sometimes I think even more progressively and faster, and more open to new ideas than I am now. You know, and so. Mm-hmm. He is, he is definitely my hero. He's definitely, I, 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 he is the thing I want to, if I could be um, as good a dad and as good a husband and all that stuff as he is, I love it. And so, so I think that's why, I think we were, we were fighting so much just because there was a, there was a sense of, there wasn't, it wasn't so much, it was definitely a father son thing, but it was a just alpha males, you know, just alpha males locking horns on things that we basically agree on, you know, just mm. we missed each other, and I was mad that he'd sold the house and all that shit, you know?
3: So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I laugh just because it's so funny that what we're fighting about is so seldom what we're fighting about. And yeah. I know we can even know that, but it doesn't stop us from yeah. still needing to keep that energy moving, as you were saying.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: and then I
2: also, but the... The record I, I was I realize isn't the songs aren't about my dad but 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 um it, the record does feel like I I really wanted my dad you know this is because for my dad and I think he'll really like it you that's know?
0: that's what I was at. I don't know if you heard me I the question yeah, exactly. yeah what do you think your dad will think of it yeah
2: because the what fantasy think what's about? that. What does your dad think of the book you wrote? And, and it, was,
0: it was a bit of a heartbreaker, to be honest. I I started. I wrote a tongue-in-cheek intro to my second book, which I, is not out yet. I'm just sort of writing sketches. And it was like I wrote my first book in hopes that my parents would read it and understand me better. They did and they didn't. So I'm dedicating this one to you, the reader or whatever it is. But th- but I was like, that's too pouty. But I w- that's how I was feeling that day. But I don't want to start a book in a negative way. But that- that's how I was feeling was there was, with my parents, there are moments where they see me and they get me and it's really beautiful and my dad will be like really blown away and moved. And then the next time I'll talk to him, he'll make some joke about me being a drug addict or something. Because there's like a story in it about taking mushrooms and I'm just like, how did we, where did you go? And, like, and, and everybody reversed roles, you know, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's like for a second you stopped being my dad and you just talked to me. And then you were like, I don't know about that drug stuff. Or there's like, there's masturbation stories in it. And now it's, it's pretty hurtful to be honest. There'll, there'll be references to like, I don't know if you want to go play with your up, Peter. And I'm just like, do you know how hard it is to like tell <laughs> thousands of strangers, like a humiliating jerk off story. And that's what you took from it. Not like the epiphanies that, that I got from all of that shame. And, but also I can see it a little bit on your face.
2: Protective. I mean, it's like, there's still like, like when I was getting into fights with my dad over Christmas, because we hadn't seen each other in our role. He's supposed to protect his role is to protect me. Right. Mm -hmm. Is a father. And there are some things that I guess like, you know, I was like, no, I mean, I, 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 I've been, I've been very protected and very, you know, but, um, hmm. it, 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 they, they, when, then, when they, when they see you're, you're, you're out in territory that they're not, you don't know. Yeah. They, they're, they're most, they most things. Sometimes often, my parents are, I won't say my parents are like this, but I, but I know people are like this. They, they, they want to, they want to say, be careful, you know, watch out, whatever you're doing. I know you're in because they, they're, they're I think they're, they're worried that they're worried that you're just out in, in pretty dangerous territory emotionally and that they could never do. And it's scary. So you have, you have to make fun of it a little bit. I know?
0: completely agree. And I, it, it is father's day and I called my dad and I was like, I know. And I meant it. I was like, I know everything you do. You, you did. You're doing always the best you can. And you're always doing it for me. And I believe that, that being said, I think it's pretty fucking weird to have a kid that puts out like a, a jerk off memoir. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's
3: a
2: lot. You're asking them.
0: I am asking a
2: lot. Um, Yeah, I mean.
0: But that's why I was like, I wondered. I'm always looking for myself uh, in the people I'm talking to, and I'm like, there's something beautiful and earnest about taking the challenge of like, what would I say? Because one of the problems, and I, I would say this to my dad if he was here, it's not a secret. It can be hard to get his undivided attention. Uh I mean, he's a very creative guy. He's a busy guy. And I was like, but a book, just the way that books are, you have to read it a word at a time. It slows down your heart rate. It puts you under a spell. And I was like, maybe I can just grab them and sit them down and go, here's what it was like growing up as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe that would lead to a conversation of like, I didn't know you felt that way or whatever. Uh-huh. But I think sometimes those conversations get lost in like, you did drugs at Bonnaroo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, they I mean,
2: well, they don't want to talk about, I mean, they, they'd much rather talk about,
0: yeah, than the other
2: appropriate, you know, level, like you
0: doing And I get like- it. I, I'm not just saying this because I'm a parent now. Like, I realize it's so easy to say, like, I don't want my parents to change, right? I, I make peace with who my parents are. And then I keep behaving in a way that begs them to change. And then they didn't. And I get upset. And I'm like, but I thought I made peace with them not changing. Now I'm realizing that it's just like, no, stop me. Stop doing behavior that insists that they change right. or it'll make me unhappy or you're just going to be unhappy.
2: I'll set up expectations for them and say, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this and I, I, let's see what their reaction will be to this. And like, yeah, you know, I I think. Yeah. We, we, we keep, we we expect something of somebody. We, we want them to, to, to to do something. So we, we put, we put bait out there.
0: That's right. And we go to the hardware store for milk as our recovering friends. Uh Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's a brilliant line. And I, I, I think I'm finally starting to realize like, I used to think it was such a surrender. There's a part of me, it's the more artistic part of me that's like, I've suffered, everyone must know, right? I want you to acknowledge my suffering and my pain and that's what makes me you know, dark or interesting. And then I was like, "It, it I don't have to be selling out. If I know when I go to dinner or call my parents, if I know it works, that I kind of play the part of the upbeat sort of happy boy that just sort of talks about, what an inspiration my father was, which he was, uh, and is. Um, if that works, just do that. But there used to be a big part of me that was like, "Fuck that! They need to love, they need to love my anus specifically, my shitty anus." And I was like, "You know what? I'm not even kidding. That's what Val is for. Val loves my right. dark, disturbing parts, and that's that's what she's for. And my parents, if they see me through a different lens, I'm I'm saying this as I'm going through it." And I mean it. Sometimes people say "God love him" as a as a dismissal. I mean, God love him. That's it. It's okay. I I came out of your womb, and now I'm like, "Hey, mom, have you ever heard of Ramdas?" Like, I right. got to be kind of patient with them. I got to be more patient. With them. Yeah. Do your parents,
2: though? Uh, I mean, you seem like a like a pretty happy person, right? Just I, gently, I, would, I know, I know, I know. There's all of it. There's all. Sometimes it's
0: no. I I think that's fair. I think and, that's fair.
2: And I, I would be surprised if they don't see that, recognize you as being a happy person, and and I guess it's like, um, isn't that just like with, with my with my with my daughter? It's like oh, there could be so many things, and then there's a moment where I just I could tell like when my daughter's like in a happy place, I'm like, okay, uh, okay, the center, the center is fine. Like I, everything I've done in life is is fine. Look at her. She's happy right over there. She's
0: just happy as could be. That's what we say about Lila too. She right. fell off the bed. It was on the floor. And then she got back up on the bed. That speaks to her. She's brave and she's strong. And I think that's really great, but she also feels safe. I was like the, mm-hmm. her home and the environment is safe and she knows that she's good and she's looked out for, it. I had the same sort of base joy mm-hmm. and not to be too sappy, but it's father's day. I'm like, yeah. That is so fucking good. It's yeah. it's it's kind of as good as it gets.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, I it's 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 maybe having having a, a young preteen and, and like my you know my daughter's now. When your kid's a baby, there's 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 all those things you're getting used to. Just and then, but when you start to see, like my daughter now is, genuinely. Um, a unique personality. Right. And, 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 and I can see so many things that, that, that she's gotten from me, good and bad, learned from me, you know, both good and bad. And, and the same thing with, from Corinne and all that stuff. And it's something, it's, you just, and then, but you realize that they are actually totally on their own now. And you, and that's the first time you start to like, really, Oh, this is when I, <clears throat> this is the same age where I really started <coughs> remembering my parents remembering really you know, <laughs> the things that happened around yes. the house around this age. I remember the events. I remember that canoe trip. I remember yes. that Christmas yes. and like the stuff before that, you know, I, I, I mean, there is trauma and the things that happened, but so now I just, I'm just so noticing, like, especially now that I'm home so much and, and just around her more, I'm just like how every, you know, all these, all these things do, um, you don't know what's going to be that
0: memory that just... I have the same thought. Yeah. Right now, we're painting in these like big, abstract colors. It's just sort of like, here's a warm, orangey-red, and she'll sort of remember that. But you're in the place where it's like, she's going to remember, for no reason, the right. way you looked when you were eating a grilled cheese in the kitchen, and you looked at her lovingly, and she's right. like... That's a core memory. It's like inside out. That's a core memory.
2: Well, it's also in both. Bo- like we took we, we when we were in the mountains and and um she was on her iPad and like I really wanted to get her to hike to this waterfall. It's like a not a an e- super easy hike and, we're and like about a, a quarter of the way she just kind of was, she was just in that mood. She was just like moving yeah. up to on her iPad and and um. And, like I was just like determined to get her to, to to come to see this waterfall, right and so we had a kind of a fight and we sat down and we was like and it was like a you know a kind of a tough fight between us but but i I would played you know tough dad and got her to go and then but by the time we got to the waterfall, the fight was over and and we got a snake on the way back, and it was really amazing <laughs> stuff like that and so. My, my my question is like shit is she going to remember the fight or the waterfall and the snake and all, uh, from that day oh
0: right? my god that's um, your book on parenting the fight or the waterfall you know it's just like you don't, like, know. You don't know. You know and I'm with you because like is the value we have a couple pages from Be Here Now Ram Dass' book there's a couple pages on parenting and it sort of leans the hippie way that it's like losing your center is always worse than like that's always the name of the game but I'm like, I know I've been talked into waterfalls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I know that not only did I learn that, like, buckling in and going on a hike with my dad and sticking with him leads to a reward is like, isn't? I mean, that isn't that life? I mean, these are yeah. the questions as dads we sort of have to ask, right? I
2: mean, that, that, like, that balance between buck up and being sensitive to the to the how scary the world is and how, right,
0: right. And that, and how appealing an iPad is. I mean, it's almost not fair how shiny and a ima- mad somebody yeah. was just telling me that Minecraft is ruining their kids' lives. Like all they want to do is play Minecraft and they can tell that everything they do is just to play more Minecraft. <laughs> it's almost to the point where they'll clean their room, but they know they did it just so you'll say you can go play Minecraft where it's like, <laughs> like a, like an addictive gambler, basically. Yeah. I, I really do believe it's all in it. It's all in it. Like, I mean, I don't have to tell you, you have way more experience than me, but it's like, I feel like the mistakes aren't mistakes. No, You need to see your dad. To me, the value would be, and I feel like you're this kind of guy, you talk about it and going like, you know, in moments like that, I don't really know what to do. I want to go to the waterfall, but I sure hope you know. Like, we're watching so much Mr. Rogers Mm -hmm. that I'm just so like, if it's mentionable, it's manageable. And if you can talk about your vulnerability and uncertainty as a dad or in that moment, I mean, then every part of it becomes the the meal, the the point. Well,
1: there's the other
2: thing I've really noticed is that is like kids, when they get to a point where they're starting to like, because all that they see kids and other, all the behavior that they're seeing, all these kids test out, like, uh, um, and kids all want to, they just want to test the limits. Right. And, and, um, and so your kids will, We'll we'll say the meanest. We'll say the worst things to you. They'll try to find the worst thing because they just want to see. What, what and and if you don't give them some limits, or if you don't, I've noticed as like like if if I let Isla just sort of like, okay, you're I'm not I'm not gonna try to make you be me. I know you like iPads more than waterfalls. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's uh it it's they're testing you a little bit, and they I think kids feel safe when their they parents do, yeah do say this is you need to listen to me come with me and do this i know it's hard but it's worth it and i'm your dad and i know better about some things and when your kid knows things my dad knows better about some things that's a good feeling i I completely agree and they got your back they want you they're gonna help you be better and so i think kids test if their care their parents are even paying attention to them by by You know, doing doing things or just acting in negative ways because they just want to see if their parents are paying
3: attention.
0: That's why I think the dad that doesn't care if they're looking at an iPad or going to a waterfall is the dad to avoid. You you want to be the dad that's invested enough. I think I think it's a beautiful example and a good story.
2: And there's plenty of times where I'm like, just go get it, just leave me alone, just go get your iPad. You know, (laughs)
0: it's (laughs) it it is. But then
2: I will say, like I have seen her have so much pleasure playing roll with her friends and just laughing and TikTok. I've seen, I've, you know, just like I, she watches, you know, videos about uh, guinea pigs and it's just <laughs> think, you know, meaning genuine, like the way you would, you know, about weird Al or yeah,
0: you know, yeah, comedy, yeah, yeah. you just, you
2: just drank it nonstop. And isn't you, it
0: weird that that's, isn't it crazy to think that Ila's going to be nostalgic about TikTok. Have you ever considered that when she's our age she's gonna right. be like, Man, when I was growing up it was all about TikTok. Now I sound like, oh I know, I'm the old woman over here pushing right. TikTok. Everybody take your VR helmets off, I'm talking. Or right. whatever it's gonna be. But she's already been shamed
2: at school for still liking
0: TikTok. No,
2: like, yeah, like like six months ago. Like like she's like, Oh none of my friends like TikTok anymore. And and like she would kind of felt bad at like, because she was super. And then now TikTok was just it's it,
0: back. Just, I've had
2: that happen with Twitter the other night. But um, people have really, made me
0: feel old for uh, still using Twitter. They're like it's all also, Instagram. Yeah, all those things are so funny. I just
2: like it is. And but I also do see her getting the same anxiety anxieties from technology um, that I get now, and like. I wasn't getting any of those as a kid. I, I, you know, I fished a lot. I stared at the, you know, I just stared at ponds. And so getting here, I really want my daughter to, to, to find the pleasure of just walking through the woods, you know, but yeah. it takes a long, you don't really start to understand why that's fun until your teen, until you're in your teens, but you I remember that doing it, you know,
0: a little bit. She'll do it. I mean, by being you and Corinne's daughter, there's just no way that she's not going to have some of that. Because that, that to me, whether or not you're an artist, that's that artistic spirit. And yeah. it, and, and knowing that feelings are, uh, Mr. Rogers, mentionable and manageable and shareable. You're going to want to go on a walk. It's just going to happen. It's going to mm-hmm. happen. You, it's funny. We we were texting and you were like, I'm in Utah and I have questions about God. And then I was like, oh, I want to hear your questions, but let's let everybody hear them. Let's just do it on a podcast. Oh.
2: No, I, Anyways, I was like thinking I was like I'm going to talk to Pete. uh I should think about, but you can never really prepare, prepare for talking. You just, it just uh, but
0: also I, I don't want you to feel on the spot. But I was like I wondered if you. And by the way, I don't, I'm not even here to answer the question. I'm just I love the question. Well, no,
2: I know you. It's always fun to talk to you about about identity and spirituality and all this stuff. But, but um we were kind of talking about it when you talk about when we were talking about all the, the time and, 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 the, the, the connection that there's, there's a spider web and like your, yeah. your, your moments, your, like I was the things, the, the things, the moments you're putting into your books or into your, your, your sets, these little, you're making a, something funny out of a, out of a memory. And, and, but so I just, all that, that. I uh, identity of uh, this fragments those moments that are just like that stick with you and like the things that come back to you and you can go into it. You can, you can go into the past, right? You can, you can sit and you can follow a thought and you can take yourself back to something and you can follow around. You can, if you, you can follow yourself. It's, it won't be exactly as it happened, but you, can but you have, will,
0: you'll feel it too. That's what's crazy. crazy.
2: I, I, if I, if I sit long enough, I'm walking down the railroad tracks in Indiana with my cousins, you know, if I think long enough, I remember that, that you know thing I caught in the creek or that snake that one time I think I, I can go right back to all so many of them and the more you go into them, they start to all appear they, they kind of not all of them, but many of your the things that um you notice like why you are the way you are start to kind of pop up in your head in in a funny way yeah. and so i've I have definitely started to think, I mean I'm getting older and stuff, and you start the sense of like well uh. And then talking about my dad, and then talking about your daughter, you just start to see the fluidity mm-hmm. of identity, right? You see this this thing that's 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 kind of going both ways in time, right? Mm-hmm. My daughter, I'm taking she's I'm I am i am taking her back in time, right? By teaching her all the things that my dad taught me, you know, and in, in, mm-hmm. in his dream, you know. And then she's learning all these things, and I know that everything I've given her will she'll be taking with her past me, but I'm yeah. still there.
0: Like all that stuff. That's it's so ge- it's genetic time travel.
2: Well, it's just it's just like this. It's like that, that three dimensional spider web that that influence and experience and all the things that happen to your life. You expand out this way, but also you can kind of go back. You can, totally, you can go back into it
0: yourself. This is this is the movie Arrival. Have you seen Arrival? Um, I have seen that.
2: You're right. Where it's it's like it's like would you all those things that would happen, like when you choose the, the process and the journey. It's,
0: and it's also how like the past is happening in the future and the future in the past. And I was thinking about that. I, I believe I was on psychedelics. <laughs> um, and I was thinking, but it was after. And I was like, Val, it seems to me that if, let's just use the idea of God, even though we all know it's incomplete. If all of time and reality is just like one big mass and it's all already happened, Like everything, it's like they would say in the Bible, it's the Alpha and the Omega. It's already done. It's like a life is is God. Again, we're noting that that's an incomplete metaphor. God is just sticking one rod through it and and pushing it through to experience it in slow motion, meaning as a life. Uh Meaning it's it's all already done. Uh It's already happened. Of course it has. It's like... It's infinite. It's outside of God. It's done, and 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 to experience it, it's slowing down one little piece of it to like go through it in what we consider normal time. But just kind of like so. Of course, if everything's already happened, it's all sort of bleeding and falling into itself, Mm -hmm. and trip and informing all of it. And this is unitive consciousness. This is why everything's connected. And -hmm. this is why even issues of racial justice and everything is speaking to a greater uh, longing for interconnectivity and wakefulness of mm-hmm. all people. But uh, that, that was my trippy thing.
2: When people say, do you do believe in God? Like what, what is, what is, what is, I mean, obviously <clears throat> the answer is such a, because I do, I, I believe in God, but is but but <clears throat> like this, like, but I don't believe in an entity and I don't I believe in this. I believe in, in influence. I believe in connection. I believe in our connection to each other. I believe in our connection to each other over time and all this stuff. And, and even, even the connection to the, to, to nature, to, to like the big bang and the stars and all of it, not, yeah, all of it. It's all So, and then, but it, it is, but I think the God is, is the God, the God is the, is the, is the paying attention the God is the sort of noticing the God is the noticing in, 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 in making a, a, an effort. God is the action of making an effort to lean towards the goodness of it all, you know, lean towards what what's, what's, what feels healthy and good about life with a person or a connection with a flower or a connection with a, with a memory, you know, um, it's how that, that thing turns into an action or, or something which will it further influence the rest of time and space. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's right. We have agency. We're not just in the middle of this, like chaos that's just happening. We do have agency. I do believe in like the butterfly effect of an individual and every, every choice we make has a resonant um, effect in a powerful resonant effect, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I, I, I've, I've, yeah, so so I, I think that God is sort of the is the awareness that you're you 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 actually have an influence over all this, and it can be a good one, you know, and,
0: and that you're at home here, like a, a feeling of being at home, or you know, I've heard it said like yeah, you atone yourself to the universe, and atone is at one mint at atonement at one mint. so you yeah. wake up to your interconnectivity with everything. But you said something really great, which I love, which is that God is the paying attention. So it's actually a Jesus quote where he says, you should wait for God, or he says the kingdom of God. But you should wait for God. This is going to trip you out if you haven't heard it, because I love it. You should wait for God like you're w- at home waiting for someone to break in. Like you're you're at home waiting for a burglar to break into your house. And what does that mean? Uh, I was in the moment for a moment. That's an Elvi lyric. I love that lyric. <laughs> and I love the idea and I have it all the time because I go, oh, I was just—it snaps me back, me back into the moment. When you're waiting for a burglar to break in, nothing is—you miss nothing. Mary right. Oliver has a great poem about seeing bear tracks and how, when she saw bear tracks in the woods, how she became so afraid. And how the poem—I'm summarizing it poorly—but she's like, there have been a lot of stories about seeing bear tracks and the fear. And she and she writes, what people leave out is how you hear everything. You notice the birds. You can remember the color of every flower, sort of like your train tracks in Indiana memories. Uh, Everything snaps into focus. And Uh that absolutely presence is the presence, the presence of God. That is you becoming the eyes of God when you're locked, when you can drop anchor into the moment. So Mm -hmm. I completely agree. When we bring in the issues of virtue and the better are better angels and all that stuff. I'm not, I'm not, I can't pretend to be an expert or even know anything about that, but I do know. So I was, I was suffering a little bit because my dad texted me about coming to visit and I started really panicking that my dad is sort of um, he, he's, he's big into his Liberty and, and he doesn't really think COVID is as big of a deal as maybe I do. And I started getting really afraid that child Pete was gonna have to tell my father, "Uh, we don't want you coming right now because our friends aren't even visiting. Uh He was gonna get mad at me. So I started really spiraling. So to get into the moment and to look at reality as if a burglar is gonna break in, what Eckhart Tolle would say is, when you are present, there is no time. And when there's no time, there's no suffering. And I just kept repeating that to myself. And it's completely true. He would say that a fear, in my case, my fear of my dad being mad at me, Mm -hmm. is my imagining something that might happen. It's and it's not happening. And I brought my and I happened to be in a beautiful place when I was having this anxiety. And I looked at a tree, and I felt at home in the universe. And that, to me, is so much more the point than having the answers or knowing what happens after I die, I was not letting my worst angels or my devils mm-hmm. steal me from the rapture of even just talking to my friend right now. That's the thief. That's the devil. Yeah. That's, and that leads to fear. All well, of these... Fear, yeah strands of of what if and this and and unresolved psychological issues of of father issues and child self issues lead to fear lead to bad choices lead to ugliness lead to tribalism lead to us and them and 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 power hungry and greed and all of this nastiness so in that sense i can say i don't find that to be um it's all godly but i feel a calling to a union with something that would, that would desire much more peace for ourselves than we're creating.
2: <laughs> but I always, I always found like fear is, is, is the opposite of, 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 of love. Fear, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. like fear is fear is the opposite of God or, or whatever is in, in, um, I've always said, so, so the fact that religions that are about the study of God, they, they, I think the sources of so many like, you know, whether the Jesus talk, what he was talking about, you know, all so many great things, but then, and then, but then everybody's like, Oh, I like that. I'm one of those. And you talk about the tribalism. And then every religion though, then the rest of it's all, it's an architecture of fear. The entire I, complete, I completely agree. It's an architecture of fear. And, and it's like, it's, 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 it becomes a, a, a house of the opposite of what, the, the seed was supposed to be. You talk okay. about, you know, look at our country. It's supposed to be this, it it's in its paper. It just defines itself as the exact opposite as what is what it representing, uh, re- representing itself as what it is now. Right? right. It's such a.
0: And aren't there sort of notes of what we were talking about creatively? Like we do this creative act to become free and then it ends up trapping it. Like yeah. things given enough time, sometimes start eating themselves. I think your father, as a Catholic, might enjoy Richard Rohr. I've probably told you about Richard Rohr before, R-O-H-R. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful teacher.
2: I think my dad's read read far more of the same books that you have than I have. He doesn't talk too much about it, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, interesting.
0: What I think is strange, not to put down maybe other teachers, is I think you would love Richard Rohr. But what he says is he talks about faith. We've made faith to mean certainty. And he's like, actually, the opposite of faith isn't doubt. The opposite of faith is anxiety. And he's like, I, so faith is supposed to be a, a certain level of comfortability in not knowing. Right. And, to, and exactly what you were just saying, yeah. somehow we've turned it into the opposite. It's, it's being completely certain that this is how it is, and this is what's going to happen, and this is what it's all about, and I have faith that that is how it is. Instead of being like, I'm okay not knowing what it is because I can trust going back to the river metaphor that I am in a river and all I have to do is let go and flow with it and yeah. trust that something loving and, and good uh, is, is sort of holding you that, that is faith. So he says you can measure a person's faith by the degree of fear, which I was like, that is yeah. so fucking good. That's
2: interesting. The more, the more fear, the less
0: faith.
3: There's-
2: and don't,
0: But we, but we've taken faith to be like, I said that to my um, sister-in-law. And she thought I meant that faith was a security blanket, which again, I understand what she means. Like we're, we hold onto it. We believe unbelievable things. We pretend we believe things that we don't so that we won't be afraid but he's actually saying so much more about a yielding and a non-resisting and a forgiving the universe and trusting something that you can't know or understand or even identify. God is no thing. It's not nothing. It's no thing. It's not an object. It's not something that you can quantify or measure or hold or imagine even, but you can experience, you can surrender into, and you can flow with. And that's where the anxiety goes away. Because what did I say? When I was having anxiety, I said, be present. If I'm present, there's no time. If there's no time, there's no suffering. That's where I find what, for, for brevity's sake, I'll call God. Okay. <laughs> and that's where faith was for me. It, it, wasn't an, it wasn't a thought. Faith isn't an intellectual concept. Yeah. It's, it's, something that we, it's an experiential concept. And, well, and, faith- and you know you're there. Richard says this great thing about meditation. He's like, you know you're meditating well when you don't want to leave. If you're, if you're meditating and you're doing it because you ought to, you're, you might not be getting there. But when you get into that ooey gooey uh, butter cake kind of place, you're just like, oh, this is, this is, that's where I get reaffirmed that when I'm quiet enough, the thing that seems to be at play feels good to me. It feels natural, like a spring. It doesn't feel vindictive, like an evil president, or even like a, a, a pastor that's going to shout at me that I'm going to go to hell for jerking it.
1: Yeah, well,
2: faith. <laughs> it sounds like like sort of people started confusing faith with like loyalty to the cause. You know, that's right. That's and, right. And, and, and and this like and it's no. Do, do you do you believe? Do you do you swear you still believe? Are you like do you have faith? Are you loyal to this craziness? You know, it's like. Uh, so yeah, I lost my faith super early to in- <laughs> <laughs> my, my dad, but we, we still, we still often, you know, we do go to church a lot just because of the community it was just one of those yeah. neighborhoods. And it was just like kind of going to come, going to the neighborhood meeting. It was like, yeah, you know, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: But, um, and, uh, but, but I do have like the the, 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 some of the basic things is, is you know, growing up because Catholic and Jesus, like this is just a do unto others. They do unto you that, 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 that one yep. you know i would say i have faith in that phrase i have faith in that tidbit that bit you know i've just like i have faith in certain songs and i have faith in and i i was i somebody asked me to write a creative manif- manifest manifesto thing or, or like a, a page about um i guess it was sort of about about god and stuff but just why why you why you make stuff and and um and I was thinking about things and about the Bible and about 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 just artifacts, like like artworks of art, right, right. And and why do I glean so much so much um guidance or comfort in in music and songs to these in certain writers and the way they write. And like I was talking I was comparing sort of like Nick Cave and and um and Jesus, and I was like, I actually love I love both all the the work of like the things they both the song they know they they both put out yeah, but I just yeah. Nick Cave's just put out more uh just more films and and books and types of things I like right yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I think of Jesus and Nick Cave on a on a very similar level to me personally and it and I'm not diminishing Jesus right yeah, yeah. in any way I like and so um I, I guess it, it, it's 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 and I even talking about artifacts and stuff. And there was a, I recorded a song that was in there, the couch where Kurt Cobain sang something in the way was in the garage. And, and I remember um, being so thrilled about that. Cause I remember reading the story about how he sang that lean on his back and on, on just on, in the control room. And there was the couch that he sang it on. Wow. And, and the idea of like making that album, nevermind before they were huge and, that was the last song on the record. And they must've known at this point, like they had smells like team spirit. They had these songs. They knew they had this. I don't know if they knew it was going to change the world or was those songs were going to make so many people feel less alone. But I sat on that couch and I just had this genuine feeling of thrill for this, these three guys in a rock band, you know, from way back. And that, that, and I'm assuming he must've, (laughs) Had some really wonderful happy I felt excited on that couch you know mm-hmm. night after night while they're listening back to the demos and of course, of course we know you know kurt Cobain was not didn't have necessarily a happy life, but he had you know he had moments of happiness and, and of great course. creativity and those that song and that record really improved my life in a in a, in a tangible way and so when people say like and Nick cave's got a great line is like uh, something about I don't believe in an interventionist God, you know, but I believe. But it, I, I believe in an interventionist God because I know these works of art have intervened on on me in so many really ways, and in such a great way. They've they've actually they've changed me.
0: So well, because we're intervening, I what? just re- I wrote something like that in the script. Who cares? It won't. It'll be years before it comes out if it comes out. But it was something about somebody shows up. Uh, let's say they run out of gas and then somebody shows up and then one of the characters like he answered me and he means God. Mm-hmm. And then the girl goes, you mean Tom? And it's the guy that pulled up. So it's this sort of hint that it's yeah. like, God is intervening mm-hmm. as us. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Um... It's a paradox. Like, which is it? But who are you? <laughs> who are we? And what is this? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so on the way to the mountains, Long story short, it was trying to take our electric car because we just got a small electric car, traded our, our gas car in, thinking that we could... It's a 10-hour trip, but we're going to go halfway and, and charging our car halfway. And, and, an electric car, the kind we got, is does not isn't going to make ele- that ten hour trip. So we went, <laughs> almost, we went like a, a third of the way, and then turned around and came back. So this Corinne and us packed in this little car, and we had to like start our vacation over the next morning, right? Why did you turn
0: around? Because it wasn't going to make. Because we
2: weren't going to. It was just going to be so. It was going to take us so hard. It was going to be such a pain in the ass to get all the way to where we were going in our little electric car with having to charge it every two hours, and it takes like an hour to charge. It's I'm pro electric cars, but for a 10 hour road trip with semis going by this little, this little guy we had was just too, it was so we, it's hard enough to, to get everybody in a car and leave on vacation. And so, but like, this is after like a seven hour day, we're just back at, at square one. Right. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and it's also during the, the, the pandemic. And there's also, and so it was, we we're like, should we just bail on the trip? And I was like, no, we got to go. And so the next morning we rented a Chevy Tahoe four hours into that. Uh, got a flat tire right on the highway and it was really scary and pulled over. And it was just like, one of those like frazzled nerves, just it was at this point, it was like a day and a half of just trying just to get on the road. And we almost decided just to bail on the whole trip and turn around, right. Mm-hmm. And, and Just get a car and go home again. Cause we were just, and just the, the people that came, like a, we caught a lift and I caught a guy who ended up helping just helped us out. And it was just, I've never felt the, the intervention of like just two angels showed up right when I needed them. <laughs> just, and they just, and we were, we, we got to where we were going and we had a great time. And then, and so this idea of like these angels showed up and all that stuff, I was like, they are, those are just people that are, that can tell when, when another person just needs a little extra effort. And then, so it's like, like, like I do believe in, in that.
0: That is God. That was like that, well, is, it's like,
2: that is God.
0: If you want to believe in angels, be an angel but dude you know so the 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 golden rule which you said love your neighbor as yourself is jesus when somebody says asks him to summarize the law meaning the whole of the old testament the whole of the scripture basically Mm -hmm. and he said love your neighbor love the lord your god and love your neighbor as yourself Mm -hmm. and he's like that that's it he's like the rest is just you know yeah play and, and you know, we don't, just by virtue of what we like to talk about on the podcast, we don't tend to get overly political, but like to hold up a Bible that has that phrase in it for a photo up in front of a group that you just tear gassed. I'm like, how, how far have we gone? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't under That's the summation of it yeah. is you tear gassed your brothers and your sisters on one level. You tear gassed yourself. You tear gassed Christ Jesus was all yeah.
2: Trump's not even like he's just he's just he's a big he's he's just the, the thing that's the most I, I don't even like to even try to get inside of Trump's head. I just I see a very damaged boy. I see a very a very damaged person who who absolutely every ounce of self worth is depending on on numbers of what other people are saying about him. And it's just he he's just I, I mean. I loathe him, and and uh, you know I don't I hate the word hate and stuff, but, but I also f- feel genuine pain. Like I feel I look I see a pained I know. someone in serious pain and inflicting that on that everywhere they go, yeah. and that seems so obvious. The thing that's terrifying to me is how the, the whole Republican Party. I just I don't think everybody going into the politics is just there to play a game to win, but the but <clears throat> the the lack of of sort of Backbone and character in uh, from from a from people that use things like the Bible and religion that have these things that are like sh- these should be the tools to tell you now's the time to show some backbone and strength <laughs> yeah. no yeah
0: you, you have the tools better than i do i've it- spent so much time pretending I was a high powered republican that could just give a compassionate speech, not an ugly fuck you speech, just like a this is not what we're about because i am with you i i've known and still know many fine republicans i was a republican when i was a young man and i know that that is not the intent and and i'm like how bad does it have to get and what game are we playing is it just we want to win it's always like well they just want to keep power they want to stay in the white house i'm like at what cost (laughs) like i don't understand what's happening
2: Somehow, when we, I think, just capitalism, and I don't believe all of capitalism is evil, but I believe it's like it's like only a like fraction of a of a, of an idea. When you base a whole society around it, it's we we we've forgot to value time. We forgot to value happiness. We forgot to we, or to to put a, put a to, to a measurement on quality of time and and what, what that's what right. Do with all this? What are you collecting? Where well, people are collecting points? Everybody's collecting likes points. Stock portfolios, you know, power, just points, and like I agree. What, what, like, what are your points for? It's all Bitcoin. It's nothing. Like,
0: and I think a lot of the people, not just Trump supporters, but everybody, has been burned by a system that has them working way too hard for not enough with their kid. I was just talking to my my brother and sister in law about how they've been working during the quarantine with their kids at home. And I was, one of them is a teacher and I was like, you're teaching five periods in a row and you're kid and you have two kids at home. And I was like, is there a, and, and, and Derek's over here and you're over there or whatever it is. I'm just like, no wonder people are too tired sometimes to be, to be as compassionate as I believe they could be. <laughs> oh, totally. No, not like I, when I'm tired, I not that had, by the way, they're lovely. <laughs> no, when
2: I haven't had like a healthy meal and I've been eating bad food, for that's few, exactly it. i just turned mean. And that I do believe that when, we, you know, when we started to industrialize and they just, every, and it all became about like, just the whole system was designed to just give them enough just just to survive and just to not survive. quit and to not quit and, then you
0: Sh- and Chappelle's wear them out. Bit. like wear them
2: out wear them to the bone make them sick make them barely healthy so that all they can think about is saying yes to just i'm just going to survive the next day you
0: whatever you want chappelle has this bit that changed my life it wasn't even a bit it was a commencement speech he gave he was talking about the difference between good and evil or mm. better or worse and and so many of us are so tired and so worn down. And I'm saying this with compassion. I'm not judging yeah. anybody. Uh, yeah. We're really just looking at short game. It's like, is it going to be better for me or worse for me? Yeah. So I know people that are like, I'm pro-Trump because he's pro whatever my industry is. Yeah. And then I'm like, but we're not looking at like, is it good or is it evil? Like in a big picture, we're just going, will it make me a little bit more comfortable or more uncomfortable? And I'm saying this with compassion because... Like we're saying, the system's sort of fucked. The whole game is fucked. Capitalism is sort of a shitty deal. It was framed nice. Hey, go for the American dream. But the reality is most people are going to be working way too hard to barely meet their needs in a situation where they can't quit. Yeah, and and they're completely dependent, Here. and then and then I, and then you and I are over in Hollywood, whatever the fuck we're doing, going like, why can't people be more compassionate? And we're both saying, you make me skip lunch, and suddenly I'm an asshole, or yes. or I'm a little I get bit. It too. I get it too. There's a I, subtlety I, to the conversation that is definitely missing because I see, I see the left doing to the right what the right does to the left, and I'm just like, guys. We're playing parts. We're playing roles.
2: Yeah. When we're addicted to them desperately. And I I just, it is like an addiction and it is an addiction to pursue an identity and and a safety and and a peer group. And it's all of that. And I just think it's so obvious that, that fear is just easier to sell, right? Like in bravery. And and it's kind of like, it's like, it's, it's like, it's harder to go up the stairs than, than, than it is just to flop fall down the stairs. right? Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's you, if you can just fall down the stairs, but you're going to end up bruised and you know at the broken, broken at the bottom of the stairs. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's less of an effort, yeah. but like, and so I think Trump and the Republican Party are just are selling so much fear, and it just falls down the stairs, and people just fall down with it, and and, right. you can't, and, and
0: going all, up all takes going, a lot of effort.
2: Yeah. All they're doing is like, and and then they, and then the the, the 1% or the Republicans and the Trumps and to go look at you at the bottom of the stairs and they're up on the shining light and say, come on up, you know? And, 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 but then they're like, be careful. And all this fear and just, it's just, they just, they want to keep them down there because that's when they've got them. Right. They're just, I mean, it's It's a crowd control. Yeah. Capitalism and all that stuff. So, I just like well, so what do you do? And like you know, uh, you know all the. But I do think what's happening now, and people really trying to figure out, like you know, the, the the abolishing of police and stuff like that. I actually believe that you have to kind of rethink it from the seed level. I agree Apparently, And like if we're trying to, it, like this house is rotten to the core. The termites are in the bones of this of the, of America. The racism, the sexism, the white supremacy, the patriarchy all of it is in the bones of this house. And it's like, it's, 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 um, we keep trying to paint over it, you know? And it's, and it's, and I do believe now it's like, it's, it's people like the woods, the woods rotten.
0: That's been my favorite thing is to watch uh, some, some, they were white. I think that's important. Talk about like, just tell, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. I I, I don't want to just protest and, and argue. I want actual steps. And I was like, if they're actually the right steps, you're not going to like them. You know what I mean? Like, if they don't make us very uncomfortable, they're probably not the steps. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just like, can we have a, a, a rally or, a, or another holiday? I'm like, I don't think that's what's being asked right now. I think we're all going to have to maybe uh, f- make a sacrifice. So play worse for a long-term good. Yeah. As, as opposed to and a lot of it's going to make my life incrementally better yeah. for a long-term bad
2: yeah it does feel like white people generally people are are, are listening more attentively than, than ever and and, and and paying attention and like the whole i, I mean i've always thought of myself as is is you know progressive anti-racist and all this stuff but just i, I do really feel enlightened by just the, the continuing conversation of just you know what what this country is and, and what, what and, and what trump is and i don 't think trump 's an anomaly I do think Trump is a representation of the soul of this country in many ways it, he is a true representation of a major a major um, you know ingredient in, mm-hmm. in, in one of the major pillars of of, of this country trump does embody it the vanity ego anger uh fear of the of the the guy next door everybody, and that's what the Puritanicals, that's what this country is based on. We're all escaping.
0: It's also it's based not- on massacring Native Americans. You can't get away from it's in our collective unconscious that no matter what you tell Isla or what I tell Leela, she's gonna learn that the country is built on the idea of okay. might taking something with blood. And because we have iPhones, and IMAX movies and uh, microwave popcorn were like, well, it, it was worth it. Look at the results. That's sort of like the seeds of capitalism. It's like go okay. out and slaughter, and if you win, it's all, it's all fair. But nice. that's what makes Trump so uncomfortable. I think you're absolutely right. We can't, we can't be caught going, who's this guy? I'm like, he's a part of us he's a part of our identity and like a doctor would say you need to diagnose the problem before you can work on it you need to pinpoint where the tension is before you can remedy it so in that way it's good that we're having a pretty hard mirror held up to a part of us that we that we were ignoring but that a lot of us were benefiting from you could be as liberal as you want but like What, what was your shopping? What were the ethics of your shopping or your investing? What were you doing for the marginalized? What were you doing? Whatever it might be. And by the way, I'm as guilty as anybody. I'm not here to say I'm, I'm anywhere near perfect, but I mean, I hope that we go. That is us. Let's own our shadow. Let's own our demons. And, and let's, let's, let's take it as a diagnosis, not a death sentence.
2: Cause I, I, do believe, I do believe that, that there, there are some ideas in, 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 in the American constitution and the democracy and all those things that were distilled and put down together. And, in and, there is a thing that, it that is, if we can, can do it, it is, it is, a, it is a good thing it, like with the idea that was written, you know, it's, it's still being evolved and being argued over what it was meant and everything. But I do have a genuine belief in, in, um, in this idea of, 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 of America and, and what, what, what it could be. Well, that's, that's like, your dad. It's because yeah. you
0: have a dad yeah. that continues to grow. Yeah. He, the, the fact that there are founding fathers is no mistake. Like there's, <laughs> it's, it's how is our country parenting us? But there's a great George Carlin bit where he's like, the country has been fucked for a long time because they were like, it's the pursuit of happiness unless you're a slave or a woman or, you know yeah. what I mean? I only say that not to be pessimistic. I say that to be like, the idea of America is still coming into fruition. It it requires evolving. And it did even, there's no, we need to go back to the glory of the founding fathers. You, you want uh, George Washington's teeth were slave teeth. You know what I'm saying? I, I, that's something I read. I think that's true. Yeah. In this post factual age, I, I, I welcome the tweets if that's wrong. Um, but there, we can't keep going like we need to go back to the purity. Of, it was never pure. No just like we're saying if you want to believe in angels, be an angel. If you want to be an American, make America. Like, right. we need to make those, values, Finally, those virtues.
2: Yeah, I mean it does it does seem so bad and Trump is so gross and I mean George W. Bush seems so bad, but I do remember like I was when I was a freshman in college um, or sophomore there was a Klan rally. There was a Klan, a Klu Klux Klan parade that went down the main street in Oxford, Ohio, right. Where I went two years. And, um, and you know, it was early nineties or whatever. And just like, I know these are things, that, but but I do think the nineties were like, in like, the, like there were things were way worse for, Ooh. for, for, for gay, like, like over my period of time, things have gotten so much fucking better. Yeah. Um, in so many ways. Okay. And, 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 but I, I just feel like Trump and the Republic, this is this last, last gasp of, of, of fear. And they're, and they, you know, there is some cynical end game of that with the planet and everything. It's not going to be enough for everybody. And there, there's some of them that are just like, okay, fuck it. We just have to make sure we shore up ours, Right. Mm. But Mm. it seems so transparent and I don't think it's going to work. I mean, it's going to work for some people, but I I just do feel like an actual global sort of, um, thing is, sh- is shifting and a, 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 in a, in a, I mean, I, you know, not everywhere, but I do feel like that. I think in 10 years, the United States of America is going to be a significantly healthier place than it, than the jump between the nineties to 2000 and 2000, 2010 and 2010 to 2020. Mm-hmm. I think that 2020 to 20 to, to 30 is going to be a, 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 a much more positive part of this fucking pendulum swing, I think, yeah. than we realize, you know, and...
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I am optimistic. I'm optimistic,
2: right. I'm optimistic, right. optimistic yeah. and, and it might not be.
0: But you you do see that in nature. You see ebbs and flows. He, uh, my friend, the Gungers, uh, have a great song where they point out that even in our breathing, it's out and in, it's out and in. Everything is a give and a take. And yeah. I, I've said in the past, I don't know if it's true, I still hope it's true that that is sort of the genius of having two parties that sort of fight against each other. Because even the human mind sort of is these two instincts, the animal and the higher brain that are fighting against each other. Yeah. And we all we all employ the, I'm not saying one side's the animal and one side's the higher brain. We both use both. So to have two parties kind of, that's where you get the charge, the positive and the negative. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I, don't, I don't think, I don't know. It's hard to say. I'm, I'm just saying I'm hopeful that you're right.
2: I actually also I think that the, the the boldness and the bravery of the generations behind ours um, is really inspiring. Like I do think the the, the boomers and my generation just stuck our head in the sand on almost everything, you know, and mm-hmm. a lot of things, the environment, racism, sexism, everything. It just kind of, and I don't think the 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 younger generations are doing that. I I, I think they're. I agree. I
0: you know. What, I think show. it's because again, George Carlin, great bit. He says. Uh, we're way too fat and happy to do anything. Uh so we've been sort of over ipadded and over postmated or over grubhubbed to uh and those are nice things um to care. So it's sort of like Wally where the big uh the big bodied people in the robotic chairs watching screens uh-huh. and, and, so that's sort of the nightmare, right? But I think the generation like Isla and Leela, and I'm not just, by the way, let's us, you and I in this generation be fucking better. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. But the generations that grow up with that stuff, that's where you get the millennials that are like renouncing technology. That's yeah. where you get the millennials that are like cooking and doing more grassroots stuff. Look at the protests. Look at the look at yeah. the distinction that they make. Whereas technology and all these comforts were sort of a savior to you and I, they were a foregone conclusion to this generation. And then I think it's easier to wake up from the spell and the addictive um, trap that they create and hopefully bring it back to something more fundamental and actually progressive. And again, I'm not just saying you guys do it, but I am hopeful that they're going to be better than we were.
2: No, yeah, I, I think we have to be in there with we hit ha- we can't we can't just cheer them on. We have to, yeah. like, well, you know, yeah, uh, we, you know, here we we left you this mess. So, well, look at you guys,
3: <laughs> <laughs> go, go team. Go. Yeah,
2: go. Um, you know, you gotta get. We gotta clean up too. So for sure. oh, yeah, I, I feel. I'm, I but this whole thing, I've I've I feel I feel more connected um, to it all, and and and. And in some ways more more positive um yeah. than on a long time, you know
0: I'm happy to hear that, man. I'm really enjoying this. Did you enjoy talking? I hope you I did.
2: Had, I miss you so much. I, I God, miss miss Leela I, I haven't seen Leela since uh, she's
0: two she's almost two I know yeah yeah i just to give you some love, it's like we you're the perfect friends for us because i I've realized now that i'm i'm forty one and I'm like it's a real value for me, especially in the fields that we're all in to like have friends that it's like, we might not see you for six months, but when we hang out, yeah, yeah, it's just everybody's cool and we're back and I love it. And we're so glad we know you guys. Yeah. Um, let's, 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 I, I don't know if I asked you this the last time you did it, but we've been asking for years now because we tend to get a little heavy. Can you think of a time in your life? You laughed really, 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 really hard. Maybe someone fell Maybe someone farted.
2: <laughs> yeah, I. I, I mean, it's weird. I was thinking about that the other night. I mean, I think I laughed harder. Uh, my my uncle Jack, my dad's older brother, had a farm. It started out as a tobacco farm, which I worked on. Then he turned it into a Christmas tree farm. And and he had th- three boys and two girls. And I I was like right in the middle age. I was I was it was three older boys then two girls. I was the same age as the oldest girl. And so my sister and I and my Brother Tom was always younger, but we would go out there. I don't know. I've been thinking about this farm a lot <laughs> and, and thinking about moments and we were just talking about flashes of memories and stuff. And I do remember the boys, the three boys, I was the youngest. There were two sets of bunk beds up in their attic room in this farmhouse out in Indiana. And I just remember every night that the, 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 just the, the four of us just talk, just whatever, talking, telling jokes, and just whatever fart jokes, just <laughs> laughing so hard with these older boys, right? My, they, who I thought they were all—they were just all like it was like three huck fins, you know. Um, and I would, <laughs> and and just I remember that stuff. I remember like laying like the wee hours. Quietly, oh my god! Laughing with your cousins when you're supposed to be asleep, and just those are the things I just, I, I, you know, you're, you're you're in such a state of euphoric joy. Um, that you so funny
0: yeah, yeah I think there is something cosmic at play there because we've been talking a little bit about ugliness and suffering but whenever we talk about great laugh stories we talk about some restriction it's in church or it's at a sleepover or with your cousins and you're supposed to be asleep it's almost like this whole play knows that the sweetest things are in situations of structure and forbiddenness and avoid this and so it's like we can't just be in a world where are all just laughing and crying and, and farting. You need to be in a world where farts aren't allowed for farts to be really funny. Yeah. And it's almost like, that's why I, I, it always makes me happy when the stories are like, I was with my cousins and we were supposed to be asleep. Yeah. And that just takes me back to camp, just telling, it's also up, a, like, telling jokes. Best
2: thing is when everybody starts laughing and then nobody remembers, like, I remember one time watching Pink Panther with my, with my mom and dad and my si- sister. Um, and... I think it was Pink Panther Returns. And, and when Peter Sellers does the parallel bars and flies over and goes down the stairwell, <laughs> just just a big, giant, silly, you know, Buster Keaton gag. And mm-hmm. it triggered my dad to laugh in a way. And that just triggered everyone to started laughing. And they were, you know, we had to stop. It was a VHS. I can't remember. We watched it on TV. No, we must have been watching it on TV. There was no thing at the time, But like we couldn't watch the rest of the movie because it, it, it was this, uh. one of those things, I mean, you're just like, it just, Happiness and joy just kind of takes over, like a, like a euphoria. Like everybody's on this drug, you know. I,
0: I totally. Val and I are watching The Office during the quarantine. I never watched all of the American yeah. Office, and Steve Carell and and uh, the rest of the cast. There's not a single weak yeah. spot. This was today. We got home and we were feeling kind of heavy, and we we're like, let's watch an Office. And there's this moment where Dwight lies that he's going to the dentist. And but he's really meeting with the boss of the company to try and steal Michael's job. That's all you need to know. Uh, (laughs) Then the boss of the company calls Michael and says, I was just talking with Dwight, and he thinks he can do your job better than you. And Mike, and so Steve Carell goes, What? And then he pauses and he goes, You were at the dentist? (laughs) And the we, I, I, when I laugh that hard, I have to like hold Valerie. Almost too tight. Like I want to like like uh-huh. let my laughter out in a bear hug because uh-huh. I just can't. And then Michael Scott asks him the name of his dentist because he knows he's lying, and he says Chentist. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just so good. It doesn't it doesn't get better than a bunch of geniuses writing for a bunch of geniuses. It's unbelievable.
2: It is so funny. I think I know somebody people who, do- who are like trying to. I'm I like if there's something big and, and it's like, I do like losing it. I like falling off the couch. You me know? too. I like just yeah. embracing it and just like, and, and because
0: some people want to stay in control. No. Like, it's like, if I'm going to have a mar- Martini, I want to have two. Right. <laughs> That's me too. And you know? I, and if I'm going to laugh, I'm going to I'm going to grab Val and like, we're going to scream laugh. It's, if it's a good one. It's like,
2: I'm going all the way. I just, I'm so happy about that joke. You just got to embrace it. Yeah. I, Yeah. I, yeah, it's 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 no fun watching a comedy with somebody who who wants to like oh I'm no, you're not going to get me to laugh you know it's like well who needs it
0: yeah who yeah. needs it and it's something inside of you it's like we were off. saying pain joy also wants an excuse to come out yeah. like it's, the joke is funny yeah. and something inside of me needs expression and I just wanted to land there and and the show gave me the the reason but
3: rock shows when
2: you say you come to like people. I get out there and I see so many people just weeping during our shows. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I will too. Yeah. I'll be in a song and I, and I, and I, I'll sometimes turn around because I'm just like, it's just wells up and it's not sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not like you, it's not, a it's not, it's not a negative thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's just a, it's an intensity. It's an intensity of everything. It's a release. It, it builds up, you know? And it's, and it's, I do think crying in, and, and, and even sobbing and so like, but, but, are, are just so, so really, really uh, important physiologically. I agree. And, and um, I think people that's... come to, to, come to metal shows or rock shows and it's a place where everybody can scream. Ah! It's, it's a version of just expression, crying, it, you that's know, right. and, and quite literally at our shows, it's like sobbing tears. And I know how good that feels. That's right. <laughs> I know how not like, good, that feels to the people out there. And I can't wait to get right in their face and like, just like get the, to see, you
0: know, and it's yeah. it feels good. Absolutely, one of the best things I've learned about parenting, which is, I think is kind of a modern thing, is that Lila will be crying, and Val will say, "I think she just needed a release." So instead of comforting her, we're just like, "I know it's sad." Instead of like, and then I'm like, "Motherfucker, I need a release." When I was living with my parents, and again, they they were lovely in their ways but I needed, I had some stress. That's when I was going to punk shows and moshing. Do you think I just like loud music? I was loud music. I needed some, I needed a mirror. I needed help. He is in a room where everybody's just going, ah,
2: just, it, I
0: probably was never happier than when the show let out.
2: Yeah. I think rock concerts are just our secret way to have just primal scream, primal cry therapy with a bunch of strangers. And you're like, Oh, everyone else is filled with emotions that they don't understand. And so they that's right. To be, you know, well,
0: too. Yeah. yeah like it's not that scary but go ahead and scream because it feels so good and this is one of the few places we have where it's socially acceptable to just be like, like ah! the same
2: yeah yeah it's like you get to go with your dad and you both get to express all your anger at the opposing team that's right you know or about the the fans of the opposing team not each other
3: Right.
2: <laughs> it gives you a vessel where to put all your you go to you go to a something with your wife and you both attend show like there's you're probably you're thinking about the person next to you or your you're thinking about things that you don't want to address, but you're getting yeah. to it at a rock show and you that's don't right. have to fucking talk about it afterwards. You know,
0: that's right. That's right. And I think that's probably true of, of politics as well, but we don't have to circle back to that topic. Right. I think people are looking for relief and,
2: uh, and community and, connection that other people feel similar. That's right. You know. this was great maddie I, yeah. I love you man i love you so much man and
0: yeah thank you. i'm really I'm happy glad we... you go ahead
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i was just gonna say i'm happy we did this i'm happy to see you and i i, I have faith that will uh, faith there we go that we'll be hanging in person soon yeah
2: i embrace all the doubt um whether we will or not and that's, there you go that is faith no no i can't wait to see you guys like as soon as yeah i mean if we have a backyard with a trampoline, and it's and it's and it's easy to stay distance. If you want to bounce on the trampoline anytime, you and Val and we surely um, would lo-
0: would love it, and she would love seeing Isla. I know that she's older, but she just loves kids. So yeah, maybe we'll figure out a way to do that. Isla's really good with little kids too, so it'll be fun. When we're feeling uh, super strong in our quarantine, yeah. uh, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll text. I agree. Yeah. Okay, Pete, man. say love hi to Val, baby. If you say "keep it crispy," it's how we end. Please tell Corinne we said hello and Isla too.
2: Pete, keep it crispy. You keep it
0: crispy. (laughs) Thank you, Maddie.
2: Yeah, uh, thank you, Pete. What were you going to say? Sorry. No, I'm always, I'm never sure if the keep it crispy is supposed to be a uh, special, like a, like give it a sexy thing, but. uh.
0: Oh, I I think you did it perfectly. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I feel like I'd blow it on that at the very end. No, it was what people wanted. It was the swagger that we know that you can do. Good. Love you, Pete. Love you too, buddy. We'll talk soon. See you later. Bye-bye. So bye bye. So My fifty. I'm so crispy, I'm so crispy. My ice can't...